Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Hall of Fame College Football, the Sooner Saturday preview show, kickoff show. We're going we're gonna to figure out what to call it. But, uh, hey, thanks a lot, everybody, for showing up into this uh, this new stream for us. We're going to do a preview show. Going to go over a lot of the stuff from Oklahoma. Also, obviously, going to go over some of the national games of record. Things that uh got a couple of segments that I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about. We will uh, give you our number one, um, our, our, our Heisman hopefuls, who we think is uh, at the top of the list right now going into week three starting today. Uh, also, I'm uh, going to go through a few things that I'm sick and tired of hearing from around the college football world, narratives that are stupid, uh, stuff like that. We'll definitely be getting into talking a little bit about Tebow and his little uh, – accusations he's throwing around out there from two years ago and how obviously it's uh it's only you know oklahoma fans that are that are getting everything started yeah so uh we're definitely be doing that let's see uh welcome everybody into the show hank adela uh steven g of course and seth welcome back to the show my friend glad everybody showed up uh like i said Get into. I'm gonna bring in. We're gonna have a couple of guests, I believe, throughout uh, this session here. Uh, we're expected to have a few guys, but right now I'm gonna bring on Coach I from Fanatic Sports Network. He's actually on location in Athens, Georgia, for the South Carolina Georgia game. Coach I, welcome to the show, my friend. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me in this morning, man. It's, I'm up early, man. Uh, <laughs> trying to get ready for get ready for game day, man. <laughs> After a late night last night, he's up early today. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, man, we're glad that you got up with us. And, uh, well, hey, tell us how to, how to go last night. Obviously, I, I watched the show. I thought it was great. Uh, you guys enjoyed all that, though, huh? Oh, yeah, man. First live on location, man, in Athens at Creature Comforts uh, Brewing Company. They're the official craft beer of UGA Athletics. Listen, man, it was good, man. We had a lot of good crowd out there. Shout out to the people that showed up for us. Uh, then the, the, the UGA Red Coat Band Alumni Association was out there. Harry Dog, you know. We had one of the first five guys. Uh, we call them first five because uh, there was five UG, uh, five African Americans were the first five to get uh, scholarships at University of Georgia to play football. So one of those guys was actually on the show towards the end. So, yeah. man, and then we had uh, one of the former South Carolina wide receivers uh, from uh, my time in college that came on and got on the show, man. You know? So it was dope, man, being there live in person, man, uh, with, with everybody, you know, able to just interact with everybody, you know, side by side. It was so fun, man. So we're going to try to do it again for homecoming, man. But it was definitely dope, man. So being in person. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, right? You know, no doubt. I'm I'm getting excited about next week. Just thinking about it, you know. I saw you out there. I'm going to be out in Cincinnati next week, uh, checking them out. And it sounds like it's going to be a better game than what anybody was expecting with that defensive front mm -hmm. at Cincinnati. Uh, they do have a dual threat quarterback. They obviously have to get through Tulsa this week, and it hasn't been exactly an easy week for Oklahoma. Uh, you know, they they get through 
a tough SMU team. I think a team that's a lot better than a lot of people gave them credit for, Coach. Uh, you know, they came into it. They've got a tough offense and, uh, and, a, and a head coach in, uh, that's been there in the in the thick of it in the SEC as an offensive coordinator, been in national championships, uh, things like that. This is a guy that's coaching them up, and uh, Oklahoma shut them down. Now the offense sputtered a bit. It looked like they continued to stay a little vanilla, and I think Jeff Levy talked about that as well. But it got him kind of, kind of, uh, you know, raked over the coals a little bit. I know you probably <laughs> saw a little bit of that. Of course, the yeah. being on the sideline didn't help anything. But what were your thoughts about that after what you saw there? Well, I thought that going into the game, the SMU was better than people knew they were. Um, again, like you know, on the pickums, I, I took SMU in the spread. I thought Oklahoma would win. But right. I thought SMU was better, you know, than, like I said, people thought they were. I thought, you know, and you guys obviously covered the spread. The more impressive part was holding them to 10 points. I'm not saying they're like, you know, an uh, uh, offensive juggernaut like a Ohio State or something. But I did think they would score more than 10 points. So I think that's, you know, that's a positive for y'all. And as far as Jeff Levy, man, yeah, I saw the whole Art Brown stuff, man. I'm, I'm be honest with you, man. Like, I can see it from both sides. It's hard, man. You talking about the granddad of his kid, you know, his kids and, and I, I don't know. I, I get what I, I know it's history and things of that nature. So you have to take that in consideration. Um, sure. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if it should have been a national story. I feel like it was a national story. Like I'm like, it's right, not, right, right. that's something that you could have just handled in house per se. I think, you know, talking heads in the media sometimes Maybe. make it, make it bigger than it had to be. Right. Well, you had a, you had an insider quote unquote that they wanted to make sure that, and he's a stir up the pot guy all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Like that could have just stayed in house in the Oklahoma nation type deal. They didn't have to put that out for the national media to, to have fun with, you know? Yeah. And I think that the bad thing about it to me is, is Jeff Levy is a, is a sooner. You know, he played at Oklahoma. You know, he's, you know, now he's back coaching at Oklahoma. He did his his student, you know, a graduate assistant coaching, stuff like that after an injury. He's a, he's an OU guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact is, is that, that Brent Venables is, or I'm sorry, Brent Venables, Art Bryles is his father-in-law, right? Now, there was, a, there was that thought about, and I'm not going to get into this a ton, but I, I just thought it was silly that, you know, you had Joe Castiglione on the AD come out and say that that was something that they had agreed upon when he was hired. I don't think that there's any way in hell that he does that. If that's the case, yeah, big facts. You know what I mean, so it, it, it just doesn't seem right to me. Right. In mm-hmm. any event, they, they threw him under the bus and it seemed like it was kind of fake outrage on the part of all of them. And if, and if, if coach Venables had a problem with it, I venture to say that he would have said that in his press conference earlier, and he probably would have been more along the lines. Maybe you just don't hire him. You know, if that is really such a worry for everybody at OU, and and let's let's not again. I said this the other night on our show. Let's not act like this is a, you know, that Oklahoma is a beacon for women's rights because it's just <laughs> we know it is. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, and yeah. I'm not saying, and I'm and listen, I'm not even going to sit here and tell you that what I I think that what went on at Baylor was okay because it wasn't. Definitely not. You know, it absolutely was not okay, uh, and I think that what happened with. I don't know how much Coach Browse had him had it as far as involvement in it. I know that it seems from what you read and, and go through now, you know, looking back on it, it was something that was going on for decades. But if you knew about it and you weren't making sure that that was taken care of, then you don't deserve to be a coach anymore. And and and, and I think that he also kind of put Levy in a bad position. Yeah. Um, that being said, I I would much rather, you know, this is a, this is a situation. It kind of gave 
people that were already kind of pissed off at Jeff for the way that he called the game. That's what I think it is right there. More reason to toss him, you know, to yeah. say, hey, get him out of here, get him out of here. And it puts if, him in a bad position. If you what guys would, score 50 points against SMU, I guarantee it's not as big a story. Again, I'm like you. I don't agree with the, the Art Brow stuff. but And I honestly, some of that could be put on Art Brows. I'm a granddad myself, so I wouldn't put my daughter or my son-in-law in that situation if I knew my history. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be like, you know what? I'll just wait till after the game and meet you in the locker room or something. But if you guys, you've hit it on it, though. If you guys look better on offense and score more points and, like, it's 41-10, I don't know if this is the story. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, I, in fact, I just think it, it wouldn't be. Right. And, yeah. uh, hey, welcome to the show, Stat Guy. We had to bring you in for a couple of reasons, Stat. But I had to make sure you got here. We wanted you to obviously get a chance to talk a little bit about UGA versus South Carolina today. Give us your reasoning why they may win or not. Uh, <laughs> but, and then, uh, but obviously, you know, we had a little flap, you know, about a month ago or so. That we, I, so I want to bust your chops hey. a little bit about that too, man. Hey, yeah, I appreciate yeah. you showing up. You're, you're good to do that. Yeah, you know, we got we got the two games of the week this week. We got Georgia, South Carolina, and then we got Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, I don't even know if there's any other games people are talking about this week. Those are the only two I care about. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Well, hey, uh, just to, uh, you know, kind of get finish off what we were talking about with this deal, I think, unfortunately for – or probably for Tulsa – is that you got a bunch of pissed off Sooners now because they're getting kind of raked over the coals and 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 kind of told how good they're not on on the offensive side. I think the defense. Uh, the other thing I would say about the, well, how the game went against uh, SMU was that touchdown that was given up late in the game. <clears throat> that uh, it came with forty penalty yards on that drive, you know, and and a couple of one of the penalties was for sure bullcrap. Uh, but there, you know, it, it gives you some stuff to look at. But this is a this is a defense that we've talked about. It has to get a lot better. They've averaged a little over five points a game uh, for the first two games of the year. Now, obviously, you need to continue to do that throughout the season in FCS programs and or not FCS, but uh, FBS programs that are non-power five and in the AAC aren't exactly the way that you want to see them. You know, that's not where you should be peaking at. Now and yeah, it is at Norman North, is what uh, Hank's making sure to let us know. <laughs> so I like that Norman North. I like that Hank. Norman North. Yep. <laughs> so uh, you know, obviously they've got, you know, Tulsa. I think they're struggling a bit. You saw what happened to them against Washington. Um, mm -hmm. I expect that they're going to come out with a more aggressive game plan, particularly on offense. You know, that's what Levy even said in his press availability on Monday. Aside from apologizing for being a distraction, he was talking about that they were very, continued to be very vanilla uh, in the second week. And, you know, you did see once that touchdown was scored, they immediately went out there and rattled off 14 points. You know, a year ago, that, that could have turned into a loss. Uh, and almost definitely would have. That was the kind of game yeah. they were losing. If it got close, they were in trouble, you know. Uh, so that's one of the things that that I would take a positive of from uh, as an OU fan. So, Stat, how are you feeling about uh, your prediction earlier this year about Tulsa being able to hold serve there at home? Hey, man, look, I I stand on I stand on my convictions until until proven otherwise. I know I could be on the show tonight and get absolutely beat to hell, and that's a hundred percent okay. But I'm staying with it that I think Tulsa will have the offense to 
keep the game close. And I think okay. if it's a close game in the fourth quarter, y'all could be in some trouble. That's fair. That's fair. I'll give you that. Okay, uh, at least you're sticking with it. I'm 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 good with that. I'm good with that. I think we lost Coach I for a minute. Maybe he just uh had to jump out for a second. Um yeah, OU fans that live in Tulsa are always excited for them to be in town. I think it's a good deal for uh and you know something with the way that Okie Light's been acting about keeping the Bedlam series going and stuff like that. Listen, you know, throw a few more bones Tulsa's way. You know? Dude. Throw a few more bones Tulsa's way. So how does so how does this work? You know, a lot of times you you pay teams to come to you, obviously smaller sure. units to get money. Is this more just you give them the economy by? I mean, obviously y'all going to travel super well. There is that kind of the payback. This is, is by actually the, yeah. I mean, this is a this is the second on a two game series. I think that they played. What was it? Maybe somebody in the. Somebody in the in the comments tell me when was the last time it was like three or four years ago that they played them maybe something like that and so they you know this is the second time so they've they've owed them for this. Um, you obviously had the Arkansas State game because that was the replacement for Georgia. You know when when yeah, uh, yeah. when the commissioner decided to cancel that game out. You know that became the the Georgia deal. Um, hey JC man, dang, thank you sir. Oh, shout out to JC man, it ain't my channel. Man, That's you. dope. That's very <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, BB's, we celebrate SMU is a power five school, just like Danny Stutzman and BV said. We celebrate the success, but Monday we flip and focus on Tulsa. Our strength is defense, which was the goal with BV. But keep an eye on Oki Light versus South Alabama. Oki Light Ooh. is on upset warning. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know what? We're we can go right into that, JC. Thank you very much. You just helped us out with uh, uh, you know, we can we can move into that a little bit. Oklahoma State, they've been playing three quarterbacks equal amount uh, for the first <laughs> two weeks. They have had less than stellar uh, finishes. I mean, they've won both the games, but you're talking about Central Arkansas, who, by the way, Coach, I didn't have Scottie Pippen in the lineup. Uh, you, nah. know, so, <laughs> you know, it, uh, it's kind of wonder how they stayed within two touchdowns there. And then they go to Arizona State. And this is a team that's well depleted with a brand new coach and you know new system and everything that they're working on. Freshman quarterback, even though he's a five star, and uh, they it's about the same score for both games. I feel like South Alabama is one of those HBCU FCS teams that they're going to bring all kinds of game. They lost by one point at the Rose Bowl last year to UCLA. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like upset alert. Yeah. That's it's only seven and a half, and that's with the home thing baked in, bro. Playing three quarterbacks, I don't care who they are. That's a recipe for a disaster. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know if Oklahoma State gonna lose, but it's probably gonna be closer than they wanted to be. I can tell you that uh, they just don't look together this year. I don't know uh, what's going on. <laughs> it's a lot of it's just a, it's. I've said this a bunch, and you know everybody likes to you know. Of course, my audience mostly likes it. But the Oklahoma State fans, you know, they hate it that, that we say all this all the time. But the truth is, guys, <laughs> they earn it. You know, they've earned the whole thing. That This is something that we have seen over and over from Mike Gundy. He is a mediocre at best coach. He gets mediocrity out of them. When they every three or four years when they put a team together that should win it, they gag anyways. You know, they gag, they're going to gag anyways. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's, uh, oh, shoot, we got Jay coming in also. Uh, it's one of those things where you just kind of feel like this is this is one of those um, 
those games that I could definitely see them losing. I'm going to bring in Jay to uh, to have him see what he says about this. But Stat, what do you think about that as well? I mean, South Alabama, you you know a lot about these guys in that FCS, yeah. those FCS programs as well. Yeah, no, I mean they're definitely on the upper end, and they do. They always play somebody. They can It's like one of those teams where it's like, man, they're going to catch somebody every year. It seems like. And the thing with the thing with Oakland is you like to call them, bro. I'm still confused of how they lost Spencer Sanders to go play backup at Ole Miss. Like, that's the part that I can't wrap my brain around. Like, how did you lose your two, three-year starter to go be be third string at Ole Miss? Like, I'll be honest. Right now, the way the quarterback situation is there, if Mike Gundy had any availability left, he'd probably be back there taking snaps himself. That's a good comment, Stat, because – Really? How, how do you like you know you play four years for a man like what did something go wrong uh, did he feel like his, his his weapons wasn't gonna be there I mean that's that's kind of peculiar to be honest with you but even but, even if they were changing out weapons like that's a gimmick you know what I'm saying it doesn't yeah. matter who the weapons are the system yeah. the system and it's like man that was just mind blowing that all that played out well and the mm. thing about it is they bring in Alan Bowman and and Jade. Tell me what you think about this, but I think that in the first two weeks, what I've seen is that Gunnar Gundy looks like the guy to pretty much everybody, and yet he won't start him. Uh, that's another signal to me. This is your son, and you're not starting him. It means to, it tells me that there he's either hey, worried about him getting killed, or he's worried about him looking bad because they suck. I'm. It feels like Oklahoma State is trying to just confuse everybody. I guess they're trying to be the smartest men in the room. I don't know oh, yeah, what, where <laughs> where you actually get smartest person in the room from this by playing three quarterbacks and just confusing not only the the opponents but even your own players. But yeah, yeah I, I guess the thing we got to take in consideration is that you know Gundy is sleeping with one of the quarterbacks' moms. So <laughs> since that is the thing that's going on, we have to ask the question: Is mom? actually manipulating what's going on i mean of course that's a joke but at the same time it does feel like it because why why are you playing three quarterbacks and honestly that game right there i listened to josh pay talk about it by south alabama and how good their coaching staff is there's a good chance we got an upset on alert baby you can't Mm. be a what's that a seven point favorite seven point dog at home that's a low spread for an Alabama State, Oklahoma State, Alabama, uh, South Alabama, yeah, Oklahoma State three game. Three points baked in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's three points baked in, and you're only seven points. That, that's the sign that Vegas feels like they're trying to trap people into jumping on it. Oh, Oklahoma State's only a seven-point favorite? Oh, yeah, they'll blow out South Alabama. So everybody's going to jump on that, that bet. And what, what happens? Vegas cleans up because everybody took the spread, and South Alabama goes out there and either keeps the game close or wins it outright. Because there's really not much value in that seven point spread on the money line. So why would no. you take that when you know you could just take the spread, throw a whole bunch of money on it, get cover them as dogs, and oh, boom, yeah. it's a oh, win. It's, it's a guarantee. I, I made the bet. I, I've got one. I've got an online bet on it right now. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> smart. It's, it's a no brainer for me. It's a no brainer. Even if they lose, you know, so be it. But you know, to me, this is definitely. This goes to show you just what we've been talking about a lot is that they continue to try to just cream puff their schedule out. And yet, and to me, this is part of the reason why their recruiting remains in the 40s and 50s at best. You know, uh, they just, and part of it is that kind of like Dabble Sweeney, 
they're not big on recruiting out there. They hate the transfer portal, a lot of that kind of stuff. Then now they use the transfer portal a lot because they had to, because they lost so many to the transfer portal yeah. this year. But mm-hmm. they still ended up being on the on the negative end. So uh, it is what it is. Mediocre Mike is mediocre Mike. Uh, gonna jump back just a little bit into this OU stuff for this week. We talked a little bit about coming into it, you know, what our expectations were. I couldn't have you on without having you kind of talk about that, Jay. After the, you know, kind of mid-level offensive output for Oklahoma, what are your expectations going into this game tonight at Tulsa? Yeah, this game, this 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 beautiful two thirty kickoff game against the the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes. You know, I'm a Tulsa native, and so you know, I still have a love for my Canes whenever I when I can. But at the same time, this is a twenty eight and a half point spread that's climbing. I mean, the game started off at like twenty four, and I think we're stopping at. Let me make sure I'm a verify on ESPN Sportbook right now. We are sitting at. Give me just a second. I want to make sure that I'm not wrong. We're at 28, so it's kind of fluctuating. But it jumped from 24 to 28 and a half, right. 29 at one point. Now it's 28. So in this game, I anticipate that Levy's going to go ahead and open up the book a little bit more, let these kids play freely, get Jaleel Farouk out in space, let him make some magic happen defensively. Because I know that what Tulsa's going to do, when I talk to some Tulsa folks, the biggest thing right. is their secondary is kind of suspect right now. And so with the receivers that we have and we've seen from Andrew Anthony and what we know Jaleel Farouk can do, they're probably going to go out there and, and try to push them unless Tulsa decides to drop like eight back and only rush three. That's the right. smart strategy defensively for Tulsa is force force OU to run the ball because as good as Tyree Walker was, we haven't been super effective on the run game. Now, granted, we've also run like five different running backs, and it's more right. of a we're just filling out things and getting offensive and line going. Right. Who's going to be the one that's going to take that step and hit that hole and go? So right now, I anticipate that, you know, you'll see a lot of running. The clock's going to be running heavily. But at the same time, there should be at least two or three big plays that defines this game. Oh, you should go up 21-0 in the first half, just like they did Arkansas State. I anticipate OU winning this game. And and Kim had a nice score of 54-10. I think OU scores about 48-50 to in this game. But I yep. think they hold Tulsa to under five points. Actually, I'm hoping for a shutout, but I anticipate under five points. That's mm-hmm. where I was at on. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say again. I feel like they're probably at around fifty-two nothing tonight. I don't see the I don't see Tulsa putting up anything. They're on their third string quarterback at this point. Um, yeah, as, and we uh, don't even know, and we don't even know who's gonna be the one playing because Roman Fuller right, right. is the one that finished the Washington game, and he's a you know redshirt junior. Their freshman right. quarterback Braxton's out with the foot. Uh, with ankle injury, which we think he's out because Kevin Wilson comes from the school of, you know, all these other coaches where they don't ever tell nobody injury updates. Uh, And then (laughs) Cardell White hurt his throwing hand against Washington within a couple of possessions into the game. So if that's the case, we don't know. We don't know who's going to be. We don't know who's going to be throwing the rock for him. But in that case, if it's Fuller, yeah, we're probably going to eat that boy alive. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be how it is. Yeah, Stat, you're going to have a lot of crow to eat tonight. Helpings and helpings hey, of it, bro. Helpings is, and helpings of it, bro. That's a look, man. Look, they they got the stat guy luck on this side. They ain't getting shut out. I can promise you that for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still sticking with it, man. Until until that game's played and they get beat, I'm talking my trash and come Fine. tonight. I gotta eat it. Okay, I'll well, eat. Find you a hill and die on it. 
You are, right, <laughs> Which the one thing I'll give you props, though, Stat Guy, you will lean in on it and then you will eat the yes. crow and the elephant afterwards. So that's yeah, something yeah. I will say I appreciate. Even though sometimes you're outlandish as hell, I appreciate that you will definitely eat that crow and say, you know what? I was wrong. Not too many people will do that, man. That's a, that's, that's a test of a man right there. Because hey, then the few times I am right, I'm the only one celebrating. It makes it it makes it hella nice. Uh, I, oh, I feel man. you. I feel you. You sound like me when I was uh, talking about telling everybody Miami was going to beat Texas A and M. People was calling me crazy. I know Miami wasn't right. right hey. Or when or when or when Texas went into Oklahoma and made I mean not Oklahoma but Alabama and took them down. I told you I wasn't going to have to buy no shirt, Jay. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're gonna want to, bro. You still might want to. You're right. You're right. I get you. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Yeah. Obviously, listen. We can talk a little bit about that. And this is gonna kind of lead us into something else that that I'm I'm getting kind of sick of some things that are being said out there. Narratives that are running around college football. It's so silly. Uh, but uh, but let's talk a little bit about that game last week, and let's talk about what do you expect out of both Alabama and Texas this week, Coach. I'm gonna start with you on that. Obviously, Listen. you've got you've got Bama starting another quarterback, it, even though it's USF. Is this it, is it really as bad as you think it is, or is yeah. it look like last week? I mean, they were they were in the game even with the mistakes they made. They only lost by ten. Listen, man, I thought it was bad back in the spring. I knew I, – I personally have never been a big Jalen Milrow fan. I don't think Nick Saban is either. I thought he was a good uh, depth chart filler just in case somebody gets hurt. You know, he can finish the game or something like that. I just don't – I mean, he's a hell of an athlete. He's kind of like – I'm good. I know Tennessee fans are not going to like it. I, it's like Joe Milton. I was like, feel like, you know, you can throw it a mile, but you can't – like, it's like, uh, what's the movie with Denzel? Uh, Remember the Titans. You can throw it a mile, you can't pitch it two yards. I mean, it's the same thing. But not only that, man, Texas absolutely physically dominated Alabama. Like, in the trenches, O-line, D-line. And that's what – now, I thought Texas would win. But, like, I felt like they definitely were the more physical team. It looked like how Alabama used to dominate people in the trenches. So, I mean, they'll beat South – Alabama beat South Florida. I mean, they got to go to South Florida, which is weird to me. I, I don't know why Saban agreed to that. But – um I don't think Tyler Butler is going to look much better, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? He, he certainly I mean, didn't at Notre Dame last year. If you hear a coach tell it, and you should be here at some point. He says he couldn't throw to feed the starving birds. Listen, you know, man, if you watch that Notre Dame offense. In the whole South Bend area. If you uh, watch that Notre Dame offense last year, it was terrible. It's the reason why they had to run the ball so much. Absolutely. So now you got him. And what's the deal with Ty Simpson? He came out of five-star rank right behind uh, Quinn Ewers. I mean – was, it, it was like, so, you know, during that, that recruiting year, it was like he was number one. Quinn Hughes was number one. It was like back and forth. I'm like, but this dude hadn't even touched the field. So right. they got issues. It's kind of weird to me that they, wouldn't, that they wouldn't bring him in, right? And that, that is the reason that I do have questions about who they are. Now, um, uh, I'll, I'll go to you, Stat. Where, what are your thoughts on that as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw a comment. Somebody said it's going to look like um, – in subway dynasty mode against an FCS team this week. And I, I agree with that. Even if they just have to run, I think they're going to throw their weight around this week, but man, you, you look at that schedule and it's like, if they can't figure this offense out, then there's some games on that schedule that are normally guaranteed wins that are now maybe coin flips. And you could be talking about Alabama looking at like eight and four or something. I mean, that's, Man, like I, I said on I said on somebody else's show earlier this week, I'm like, is it it might be time for Saban to hang it up 
before it gets so bad that we see him pull a Spurrier from South Carolina and just dip out midway through the year because he's tired of how things are playing out. Like, you don't want to see one of the goats go out like that. Like, bro, hang it up at the end of the year because this thing's passed you by. Okay. Jay? I mean, I know everybody likes to say the sky's falling when anytime Saban loses one game, but I, I'm not, I'm nowhere near that. I'll, you won't hear me say right. that he's done. They have the elite talent, 90% blue chip rate, the highest in college football right now. All mm-hmm. they got to do is get it together. Now, I've heard some Alabama former players say they feel like there's a lot of entitlement there in the locker room. I get it. When you win a lot, that happens. That happens with some players. Mm-hmm. They start feeling themselves, and you know that that happens down the line. It's usually something that builds up over time, and they're at that point. I mean, the dude has six rings over, what, the the 14 years he's been at this school or less. Actually, my bad. He's been almost 20 years now, it feels like. And so the, the, the players are still trying to get things going. Saban just needs to rein things in. The difference is, and I think Josh Pate said it the best, they don't, the problem isn't elite talent. They're missing the coaches. They're missing right. the additional coaches on the staff, especially mm-hmm. coordinator spots, right? He doesn't have those elite ones like he's used to. And, you know, Coach I, you're going to feel this soon in Georgia. The more Kirby wins, the more them yeah. coaches will get poached. And that's what happens to great teams. I mean, Saban was going through two uh, offensive co- coordinator every two years. They, yeah. Those guys are always getting poached because they think that you can yank Nick Saban out by pulling those assistants. They're going to think they can yank Kirby Smart out by always. taking those assistants. And that's not how it works. The man is still there. He's still got to get those new guys acc- acclimated to his style and what he wants to do. Yeah. Once they figure that out, we're going to shut up about uh, Alabama and any problems they have. Now, granted, the Tommy Reese piece, remember, he's running Nick Saban's Set. offense and he's putting wrinkles in. The yeah. big issue you run into with Milrow is, and this is what I said about Milrow from the beginning. This was my fear. I don't feel like this system is conducive to his growth. There's a little bit too much complexities and way the his style. It makes me think of Jalen Hurts with, uh, with, with Dayball. Remember, Dayball was the offensive coordinator with Hurts when he won the freshman offensive mm-hmm. player of the year or whatnot at the SEC, right? Dayball yeah. goes to the NFL, and then he gets Josh Allen looking like, you know, Superman two years after he looked awful. Hurts leaves, goes to Lincoln Riley, and looks like the stud we thought he was when he came in at Alabama. Sometimes some players are responsive to other coaches better than they are the ones that they're with now. So I don't know if this system is good for Reese. But like you said, Coach, I, I want to see Simpson. Give me Ty Simpson out there. I get, I understand Buckner understands Reese better. Give me Simpson. Let him go out there and be a gamer. I think they'll be fine. Give them about – I say by Ole Miss, when they face Pete Golding, they'll have it figured out. I want to say one more uh, to touch on what Jay was saying, man. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think the sky's falling either. But, uh, you know, Nick Saban is not one for yanking a quarterback, you know, game three. You know, so mm. that's you know that that's that fair. does that doesn't that doesn't look real good, and and I, I I'm definitely on on what you said about the coaches. Uh, you know, I'm not a, I told y'all I'm not a Tommy Reese fan. It was one of the reasons why I didn't believe in this offense behind Jalen Milrow. Uh, the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator isn't the best as well. Uh, they don't have any. They have talent, but they don't have that guy. Like nobody, right. you're not game planning for Will Anderson. You're not game planning for Mika Fitzpatrick. You're not game planning for any of those guys on that defensive side. And if they don't get the quarterback situation figured out, I think we could see more of the same. I'm not saying eight and four likes that guy, but I think three win, three losses might be on the table if they can't figure out this quarterback situation. And going into next year, they got Julian saying 
some of the ranking uh, recruit uh, recruit rankings have him number one, and I think he's a good quarterback. But let's just say he goes in there and he doesn't perform like we think he it, because of Tommy Reese, maybe. I don't yeah. know. You know, that's that's not a good look for Bama. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what I'll say. But I don't think the sky's fall. I think Nick's still the best coach in college football. Uh, but he's got to get some help from those coordinators like you talked about. I agree. I think one thing to add to that real quick, too, is that go for it, go for it. You, you said it right. There's nobody on the defensive scheme for. And as great as Caleb Downs is and as much as Saban has talked freshman. about him in the Mika Fitzpatrick uh, realm of things, mm-hmm. he's a freshman. And I do Big not fresh. like freshmen playing positions like that where you have to not only be instinctful, but but you do a lot more, I guess you could say, is for the lack of better terms. Because as Ty, when me and Ty talked about it uh, from around the table, he mentioned he didn't understand why why Caleb Downs was pushing up on certain plays when when it didn't make sense to do that. And I was like, yeah, he's a freshman. That is yeah. the problem you run into him. They make some decisions. You're just like, why would you do that? Oh, you don't have the experience to know not to do that. That's what it is. And yeah. even if you yell at him to not do it. He probably can't hear you, and eventually he learns to get back. So, yeah, that is that. That is me. You're right. You're right, Coach. That That is the biggest thing is they don't have anybody on the defense you need to scheme for. They're talented. Just yeah. no one stands out like Will Anderson or the Mikas of the world. Yep. Welcome, everybody, to the show. The Coach, Philip Roybal. Uh, welcome in, Coach. coach. What's up, brothers? What's going on, man? Happy oh, game day man. morning. Game yes, day sir. stuff. It's a big day, man. Big day, big day, big day. Time to see Alabama screw the pooch again. (laughs) Hey, listen, your favorite quarterback in the world is going to be starting for him today. Absolutely. My question is, what's the over and under on interceptions today? (laughs) (laughs) You better jump right on that. We better better get a bet in. Better get a bet in. I'll go over on that. Well, although they are playing uh, Sisters of the Poor. poor. Yeah. Do you feel like this is is a – yeah. <clears throat> under five or ten? I say zero. That's the perfect opportunity <laughs> I, not to. I, I say you're smoking crack. I don't think he's going <laughs> to drug. You said he can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the best game to change a quarterback if you're going to change. It's like it's the South Florida game. Don't change him yeah. when you got to play somebody real. Like, let's let's put uh, Tommy Reese and Tyler Butler back together. Not that that's a good combination uh, as we've seen uh, in the past. But if you're going to do it, do it against South Florida. Yes, that and that's my and that was my thought too, Coach. Was was when you know when I saw that the change was happening, I was like, okay, I was scratching my head. Me and Jason we was texting back and forth on that, but then I yeah. really thought about it. I was like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to see if Buckner's worth the, the trouble, if he's yep. worth actually playing. Mm-hmm. USF is terrible yeah. this year. The, most of their best players are in Colorado. And they're cooking in Colorado (laughs) right now. And so when you lose all of that, yeah, you bring him into this game. Let's see if he can run the offense because he's running Saban's offense. And if Reese can make it easier for him, if he does, you may have a little bit of a controversy. What makes sense to go forward with him? And I'll say this, this is probably the most talent that he's had on had to coach here at uh, Alabama for Reese. I will say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most talent he's ever had. So unless he well, doesn't fumble the bag, I think he'll be all right. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I think I'll take the gonna... over and under on that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I lived with his ass for a few years. Fair. <laughs> y- y'all, y'all watch from the outside in. I've been watching yeah. from the inside out, and and mm. and 
and, and I'm just going to tell you, Tommy Reese is a poor play caller. Mm. And 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 Fair. Tyler Buckner is a great runner. He cannot throw the ball at all. I mean, well, I, I'm not mm. going to say it all. He he can throw the ball, but he's mm. not very damn accurate unless he's hitting the other colored jersey. Mm. Hmm. Real quick, <laughs> folks, we've got more than 27. We've had as many as 60 people in here since we started, and we got 12 likes. You folks are forgetting to wipe your feet. Come on now, wipe your feet, hit that like button, do something with us, help us out here, get us out there on that algorithm, all right? It's, it's muddy out there. Wipe your feet, man. Wipe, muddy, wipe muddy, muddy, feet. man. Muddy, yeah. Yeah, we had uh, the the powers out at the studio all night, man, so it was kind of kind of rough to put this thing together. Show us a little appreciation for getting this thing together. <laughs> That's right. Hit the thumbs up, baby. Hit the a little thumbs up, up, baby. It's a little free. love. It's free. Hey, hey man, see, I'm wearing our official SUC wear. Uh, got that along with the Hall of Fame Mafia hat gear. Right above Coach I and the coach, you can see right there uh, our pod merch store. Make sure you jump on there. Check out all the great stuff that we have on sale up there. If you are a tailgate, tailgate person, love to grill or smoke, make sure you go right above Coach and and a stat guy there, $100 off everything from the black line, the black label line. Uh, amazing grills from Louisiana Grills, all right? And then don't forget, you obviously have – our fanatics <clears throat> partnership get up to 65% off all your official merchandise just by using our link, uh, hofmedia.us slash fanatics. All right, let's move on to the all right. So, I was bringing up all this stuff about Alabama to kind of go into this. There's some stuff that I'm getting kind of sick of hearing, okay? Not kind of, I'm really sick of hearing <laughs> it. Uh, it's, been, it's been trash and stupid for a while, and I, I want to pop these things up here real quick. I'm going to present them one at a time. Uh, share screen. Let's go to Windows. All right. Starting off with the Alabama deal. Stuff I'm sick of hearing. Last week's loss to Texas signaled the legend, the end of the legendary Crimson Tide coach Nick Saban at Alabama. Uh, come on, let's not do this. Let's yeah. not do this. This is this knee jerk reaction stuff is ridiculous. I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Um, I still – I would tell you that I have a little pause about what's going on with this quarterback situation like you were talking about, Coach Hyde. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that. There's some pause when it comes to that. What I'll tell you is, is that this is a top two and probably the number one talent roster in the country. Somehow, something tells me they're going to figure this out and still probably win the West. It, I, I mean, we've talked about how can you really trust – uh, you know, Brian Kelly at LSU. Can you trust, uh, you know, the quarterback situation and, you know, and the fact that – or do you believe that Tennessee is going to play defense enough to win and to go on the road and win? Do you trust Texas A&M? No. You can't trust any of these guys. So, to me, I have a hard time believing that this is what's – that that's going to come together for these guys – I'm sick of hearing that it's the end of the line for Saban. Okay, just kind of sick of hearing it. Any any thoughts on that, gentlemen? Hey, hey, hey Jason, it, it, just a couple of things there. I, yeah, I think it's total BS. Uh, Saban's not done. Now, if he wants to be done, he'll be done. But it, it's going to be on his timetable, not anybody else's. Yeah. Uh, but but you know, like we like y'all talked about, he still has talent. They got to they got to fix a few things. But I, I'm going to throw just a, a little monkey wrench into this whole thing 
So you talked about all those SEC teams now that have some issues. So yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't it be incredible to see a Final Four without an SEC team? Sorry to bust your bubble there, Coach. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, wouldn't that be something, guys? Because mm-hmm. I, I know Georgia has a, a straight path to it because they don't play anybody all season long except Tennessee. Uh, uh, they got so, a game. Hey. Oh, hey. no, no, no. Yeah, I'm be honest I, with like you. I, like I, I said, stat the guy, course, they have a walk, a cakewalk, <laughs> until they hit Tennessee. I don't uh, even believe you. punch them in the mouth. I'm going to be but, honest with you. Tennessee ain't even – y'all, I'm telling you, y'all got Tennessee way too high. I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> it's not I the same you. team. But I, I, I'm, I'm with y'all, man. Like, I don't think it's the end of the road. I think uh, Nick Saban's in the Coach K mode. He's going to tell us or tell them when his last years are. You know, I think if he doesn't win championships, I think he'll get tired of that. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're yeah. 11, 11 and 1, 10 and 2, whatever it is. Nick Saban's yeah. a winner, man. He doesn't want to continue to coach and, and man, not win championships. And I said it on my, my live yesterday, Nick Saban hasn't won since 2020. I know in, in regular terms, that's not a long time. In Alabama terms, that is a long that's time. That's forever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, like the Alabama faithful will get restless. But again, Nick Saban will write his own ticket. And I can see him going 11 and 1, 10 and 2, not right. winning a championship, you know, whether it be somebody outside of the SEC or whoever. Sure. I mean, you got so many teams that are coming into their own in co- across college football. You had the 12 team playoff. And if he's not, hoisting those trophies i think you know as a winner you just kind of yeah. you're like you know what it's been about five years man you know i don't know and, and, and you guys know this is as a coach you also you know times are changing guys sure yes, I, I mean times are changing and things are not you know they're not the way they were before nick saban had an advantage a huge advantage because they've been playing paying these guys for a long time let's be honest uh, and and so that was a huge advantage. Now that playing field has been leveled, and although they still have a lot of talent, you know, but again, look at their quarterback issues. They and so again, it, it may be time as as a coach, you got to look in the mirror and say, you know what, is it time for old coach to hang it up and move on? And and I think that's where, like you said, I agree with you wholeheartedly that if he doesn't win one this year, is it time to take a step back and look? You know, he's it, a winner. It, it, is, I think it's definitely <laughs> he, he's winner, a winner, winner, it's winner. Though, right? Yeah. I mean, you were, you were talking about, you know, what Josh Pate said the other day, you know, he rattled off all the guys that were on that, that exact same staff. Bro, and you had Kirby, crazy. And yeah, yeah, you had Kirby, Mel Tucker, Billy, uh, you know, Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> yeah. You know, these and these guys were all on the same freaking staff, it, bro. And not to mention Dan Landing. These are all yep. head coaches. Yeah. Mel Glenn Schumann. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, Mel Tucker's on his way out of there. At, at Jeremy Michigan. Pruitt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then and then they would replace him with guys, you know, or 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 uh, elevate guys that were yeah. behind him, and it sure. just was like a rolling machine. It's you know, and, and like Jay said earlier, Kirby's kind of going through the same thing. You know, you lose Dan Landon, but you had Glenn Schumann, who you know started out with him. And then yeah. if, if we should lose Glenn Schumann, we got Will Muschamp. If Will Muschamp say, "Hey man, it's 
hey, it's been a fun ride, guys. It's time for me yeah. to roll out. It's like yeah. now who you going with? You know, it's like it's like yeah. that's the it's the price of winning, man. That's why you got to enjoy it while you're there. That's why a lot of these runs go for about 10, 10 years or so. Yeah. And then yeah, they exactly. kind of start. It's the same thing Dabble's going through at Clemson right now. The coordinators yeah, aren't the same. same. I mean, you have great analysts off the field, but not a lot of good in-game coaching. You lose a Brent Venables, you lose Jeff Scott. Yeah. Tony Elliott, Tommy, like you Tony Elliott, yeah. You know you can't fact, just say, baby, "Oh, fact. well, this dude is an analyst. Let's bring him on." Like, nah, like he's not the same guy. So it's like you go, it's it's phases of this thing, man. So hey, man, as a dog fan, I'm gonna enjoy these this this 2020 <laughs> to yeah. 2030, yeah. and after 2030, listen, man, I could just talk about the good old days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And, and that's the thing. Hey, Coach, I, that's what hell. That's what I talk about. I talk about the good old days because you hey. know we had a long run there, and then. Here we are just struggling, I mean, just trying to, uh, you know, we're competitive, but we, we hadn't been in that in that big talk. Uh, exactly. You're exactly right. You Oklahoma. hit the nail on the head. Center Oklahoma, really, you know. It's yeah. just kind of been the same way. Yeah. So, I think that the inevitable What about South Carolina? We're, how, how about South Carolina? The good I mean, old days was 2010 to 2014. They were really good in the SEC. They, they went to an SEC championship. Yeah. They uh, beat Clemson five straight times. They beat Georgia four out of five yep. times. So three straight eleven win seasons. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes yeah. you have and to. That's what I'm sometimes saying. you have. To, sometimes you just have to take it for what it is, dog, and say, we're, hey, man, yeah, it was good win. We were a <laughs> yeah. we were a Marquise North one handed grab up the sideline away from playing for the SEC championship in 2012. And honestly, if the playoffs were back then, we probably go to the playoffs two out of the three years. There you yeah. go, stat guy. You're being too quiet over there, man. Hey, <laughs> hey I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for hey, one game to come he's up. Nervous. He's nah, nervous. I'm waiting for one game preview to come up, and it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh yeah, really, really? Okay, all right. Well, uh, well, here we go then. Let's do that. Let's move on to that. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll get into that part now. Uh, in the end, I was just—I think that what Steele said here was was really good. It's always been cyclical in the college yeah. football. You see, you know, where you've had these these periods of time where you know SC was doing their thing for a while, uh, you know, for really for three years, uh, four and almost four years, and then and then it, it goes into LSU, and then Alabama is really the only one that really has sustained it for very long. Right? Championships, where, yeah. Championship-wise, you know, where they've gone and, and just really dominated. And I think a lot of that has to do with the way that the SEC has marketed itself and the way that they've been able to kind of get some – and, you know, obviously having the coaches that, that you have in that league with the recruiting. It, and and the money, the money that came in with ESPN. Um, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of schools, though, no matter what, there's never going to be a time that any of these – especially the blue blood type schools like, you know, your Notre Dames and your Oklahoma's and your Texas's and, and Georgia or any of these schools that are really going to always trying to be, you know, I would tell you that Florida looks really bad right now. I don't expect that that's going to stay that way forever. They're Florida, right? because they're, they got athletes are yeah. just too high. Right. Um, so they're going to make moves like that. Clemson looks like that. They've fallen out of it now. Um, you know, I would, I would venture to say, that if it doesn't get itself turned around quick, there'll be another coach there to figure it out, right? Uh, that's just my feelings on it. But in the end, I'm not sure that I'm ready to ready to you know put old Nick out to pasture just yet because that talent roster is that good. All yep. they really have to do is get it right at quarterback or get something going right at quarterback, and it's probably going to flip around and they could be playing to get into the 
to the playoff again. I love how a lot of people are talking about if there were no SECs in there, who would be your four? Uh, I think that's a good question. <laughs> Tuesday. We'll talk about that on Tuesday after this week. <laughs> Let's get into you guys' game. We're going to have uh, David Neal coming in here shortly to talk a little bit about CU. I know everybody, everybody wants to talk about Colorado, Colorado State. A lot of, lot of craziness going on in that. I think it's wild that that coach would open his mouth. But uh, I love it. Uh, bring it on. So yeah. everybody, everybody's opening their damn mouth when it comes to Colorado about Coach Prime and Shadur yeah. and you know, come on, it's guys, good. shut the 15, hell up. And, hey, and, it's all about fifteen minutes of fame, dog. They like, hey, nobody's talking about Colorado State. Let me jump in here and say we're gonna lose anyway. So let me jump amen, in here, brother, and say something You're crazy exactly to get me, right, get me on, get the school uh, on the news. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that, so. You're right, Coach. I it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> right, right. Well, in the end. Let's talk about Georgia. Let's talk about, you know, the, the number one team in the country has not been getting a lot of talk at all about it. I like it. The only thing that, that people are saying about the Georgia Bulldogs these days is how crappy their schedule is. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that's probably pisses everybody at Georgia off there a little bit, Coach. I- actually, actually not. Uh, after two natties and you got the ones that you actually earned, hey, listen, man, I'm going to tell you like this. As an alum and a fan, Give me the easiest schedule possible because at the end, in 10, 15 years, nobody talks about your schedule. All they talk about is how many uh, you know, champ- championships you got. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, you know, it's it's whatever. Like, you know, we played, listen, uh, in the playoffs, uh, and we've, we've gone from 2017 to now. We've gone into the playoffs and played high-caliber teams. We played them in yeah. the season. We took on Notre Dame at Notre Dame. They came to That's Stanford. Right. You know, they played us. Uh, you know, we played Clemson at the beginning of 2021. We blasted Oregon. I mean, it's not like we don't go line up the talent, and we only didn't play Oklahoma this year because of the uh, Greg Sankey. So, no, give me the easiest schedule possible. I do, too. I like, I, and just, because, just as a fan, for like, everybody. You, know, you look for the, the games and say, oh, this is the game that I want to sit down. I want to either go to or I want to yeah. sit down and really take the time out to – you know, this is this prepare for this one. And we don't really have that. I mean, again, I think Ole Miss is, is better when Quinshawn Juckins is healthy, but he's on and off with health right now. So, right. hey, no, nah, man, if we hoist the trophy, hey, man, say what you want about the schedule. At the end of the day, the trophy will sit in our trophy room. So, I, it don't really matter to me. <laughs> and then, Jason, in his defense for that, the teams that are leading the charge that Georgia doesn't play anybody – or the team's schedule. schedule. <laughs> like the biggest people were Tennessee and Florida. I'm like, you know, you're part of that schedule you're, you're talking about, right? Like, right, I can't, right, we, right. we can't make you be good, you know? Fans, aren't they something? <laughs> you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. And they're part exactly. of the get better. That's all I say. You know, oh, when yeah, talk about yeah, the yeah. SEC, get better, man. Again, we play, you know, Ole Miss and Auburn. Listen, man. I don't know, like get better. So, you know, it, it'd be yeah. good if, if Auburn was better and, and you know, let's say Florida was better, you know, then people would be like, oh, they play Florida, Tennessee, Auburn, you know, that kind of thing. But it is what it is, man. Hey, give me a path to well, the playoffs, baby. Well, and, and let's be honest, guys. <laughs> let's be honest. You know, our, uh, those schedules are made up years ahead of schedule. Sure. Yeah. Uh, hell, uh, hell. And then we're going to play. Then we're going to Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, right? Ask Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're made up for the out. next 20 years. years out. But <laughs> and not for nothing, but, like you look at it, like you say, it's made years out. This is this yeah, Oklahoma you game know was like uh, five. Not. Yeah, Oklahoma game was like five years in the making. And yeah. when that fell off of both of our schedules, I mean, our right. schedule is or easier what? than you guys, but 
that's like me and Jason talked about earlier this season. That's one of the reasons why Oklahoma actually, you know, kind of has a path to go 10 and 2, 11 and 1, because they only don't, the only real game I think is Texas. And, and they don't, they didn't, they don't play Georgia this year, just like Georgia doesn't play Oklahoma. So, right. It's one of those things, man. I don't know. So, but, but you, you just don't know who's going to be good when those schedules are being made. I mean, yeah. we got a little bit of an inkling because you have those teams that are continually good. But, you know, like this year, hell. You know, Alabama struggling a little bit. Clemson struggling a little bit. You would have thought they, you know, they, they were going to be really great. But yeah. but you don't know when you make those schedules. So you can we can talk about, you know, you guys having a weak schedule at Georgia this year. But that that wasn't prior to nobody knew who was going to be good and who was. Yeah, I was about to say Kirby. Actually, a couple of years ago, Kirby went like ten years out scheduling OOC opponents. Yeah. You know, whether at Oklahoma home at home, Texas home at home, UCLA home exactly. at home. We tried to get Ohio State, but they they don't. I don't know. They talk a lot of stuff, but you know, uh, they're AD. I don't know if he <laughs> want to really agree to that. Uh, Clemson home at home. We got Clemson to start the year out next year. You know, in uh, uh, that's I want to say that's in the Georgia Dome or whatever, but. Like all the way out to 2031, this thing is FSU is on the schedule. One year in the future, before the whole conference alignment change, it was going to be we were going to play Clemson, Texas, and FSU. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, Kirby was like, bring them on. But we don't even know when we get there if Clemson, Texas, and, L- and FSU are going to be good. So, right, right. Uh, real quick, just to, I'm not, I'm, we can go right back to this conversation. Uh, Gov. <laughs> Nobody dictates our our content here, and especially Oki like crybabies, bro. Not happening. So just you can either get better or sh- don't watch. Sorry, get better. That's what get I said. Better. Get better. Get, get better. Get better. Get better. Get out. Get better. <laughs> yeah, you get know, better. get better or, or don't watch. Don't watch. That's all I got to tell you. Uh, Stat. What do you think about what are <laughs> your boys' chances today of making it around out of the first half without it? You know. You know, oh, what are what are the realistic chances, or what are what are the chances I'm putting on it? Because I, I give it a hundred percent. Because we ain't we ain't going down there to keep the game close. We ain't going down there to not get embarrassed. We going down there to knock off the number one team in the country, and that's what's gonna happen. That's the mindset. We're we're ready. 2019 we're ready. all over again. Look, I'll be honest. I think there's a better chance that we beat them by more than two touchdowns than they beat us by two touchdowns. Yeah. Just keep yeah. it a buck. You, you got any cash you want to lay down on that, my brother? <laughs> oh, see, my um, I left my wallet and I got the two debit cards. Oh, I, I, I take. I, I, so I, way, I take, the way his account works, you got a yeah. checking account and a savings account, and. Hey man. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll yeah. take. I'll, I'll take cash later. Yeah. I'll say I'll say this. I'll say this. If y'all some betting people take South Carolina and the points because I think we'll only beat about 25. I I agree with that. I agree with that stance. I feel like that spread was just too high. It felt like it was like an overall trap. I think at halftime you're looking like uh, with these new clock rules, man. If y'all haven't noticed, man, a a lot of games in the first half where it hasn't been as big a differential, you know what I'm saying, in that first half. So I think you could see like a 21-10, 17-10 in Georgia's favor first half. And then Georgia pulls away in the second half, and then they score a late touchdown. But that 26 and a half, actually, I looked at it as 27 and a half on uh, 27 on ESPN Sportsbook. That's a lot of points, man. And a I'm lot. not saying that we can't go out there and beat them 41 to 10, but I just think it's going to – that for the clock rules and things of that nature, I think um, I think you're looking at a closer first half with uh, with UGA uh, putting the wheels on them in the second half. 
And you I know what, Coach? I, I, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Stag. I, I was going to say there is a there is a stat out there that's a good one to know is South Carolina is six and three against teams that Mike Bobo has been the offensive coordinator of, and he's never beat us by more than ten. So how all of a sudden that turns into 26 and a half or 27. I just don't see it. Three of those games is Connor Shaw. He's not walking through the door. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, well, and, 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 and I just, you know, so the, so the last time y'all was in Athens, let me ask you this since you got all the stats last time y'all was in Athens was 2021. Actually. I know people like to say 2019, 2019, it feels like 2019 all over again. Actually, it feels like 2021 all over again. What happened when y'all came to Athens light up the scoreboard. So, I mean, we could always pick out the stats that fit our narrative. But in truth, man, this series is not a series. People always like to say South Carolina plays Georgia tough. Last year it was like 48 to 7. 2021, it was like 48 to 10. Uh, I mean, 2019, yes, they came to beat us. 2017, we beat them by two touchdowns. I mean, 2015, we made 2015, we 50 on them and made Spurrier say, you know what? This really ain't the thing that I'm supposed to do. In 2013, we beat you. So I'm like, listen, man, I mean, if we keep going back, the series is like 68 to 10. Come on now. Let's keep it a buck. Uh, we can pull out all the stats we want. But at the end <laughs> my of the day, favorite number today, think, my favorite number today, so. Coach I, 69. Listen, Get him, Coach I. At some point, we got to talk about what? the Jimmys and Joes. You couldn't block North Carolina. He they sacked Spencer Rattler nine times, bro. Nine times from North Carolina who hasn't played defense since Reagan was, was, was president. I mean, what are we doing? You don't have a second wide receiver. Juice Wells is not 100%. We're not counting on Nicholas Harbor. I talked to a former South Carolina player yesterday, and he said, y'all make a mistake having Nicholas Harbor on the offense. You should have him on defense. Defense that shows Shane Beamer's inexperience. I mean, he can come in there and play Beamer ball and all that stuff. You know why coaches do trick plays? They do trick plays because they don't have a freaking team and they don't know what they're doing. So, yeah, could you win? I mean, yeah, I could go out there and win the lottery tomorrow, but am I? Probably not. You know, so, yeah, 42 to 17. Take that to the bank. But, no, so – but here – so to answer some of those things you brought up, like, first of all, <laughs> with, the, with the Nicholas Harbor thing – Wherever he ended up, he wanted to go play wide receiver or tight end. He was never but, gonna but listen, listen, listen. Recruits don't dictate where they play. Good coaches, like the reason why he didn't come to Athens is because Kirby said, No, dog, you don't play wide receiver, you're gonna play DN. But you you guys need that kind of thing in Columbia. You know, you don't get those guys. So you say, Yeah, dog, come down here and play wide receiver. That's actually not good for the recruit. His if he stays at wide receiver, he doesn't get drafted. I'm just gonna tell you that. Right oh, now. yeah. No, I mean, I'm I'm with you there. Um, <laughs> I will I will let you know. Juice was a full go in practice this week, and he is 100%. And we do have our two wide receivers. I don't know if that helps or not, but we do. Uh, the big thing for us is can we do any type of – look, y'all have one of the best run-stop defenses in the country. Y'all have had it for the last five, six years. Can we do anything – our run game is pitiful. Like, I might be a better running back than what we've put out there. So, can we get any type of run game going to be able to at least keep you off of Spencer? I think if we give Spencer any kind of time that he's going to make the passes needed to move the ball. But can we can we take for him? Bro, you're a better even, running back. Even, he, hey, listen, and he's true. He's right about that. We talked about that in the offseason. I told him, listen, again, when you go to Tyler Buckner in week three, that shows you got problems in your quarterback room. When you put Dak Joyner at running back, 
that shows that you have problems in your running back room. And I said that, yeah, Dak is, you know, weighted up. And I think he's, I think Dak is a playmaker in space. The problem is when you come from the backfield, it's hard to get in space. So, you know, um, I just what I'm saying, man, it's just like at the end of the day. And again, I think Spencer Rattler is a pretty decent quarterback. But again, you haven't played a secondary either. Like he hasn't thrown a, a, a lot of incompletions, but he hasn't played a secondary. We talked about uh, Caleb Downs earlier being a young guy and not being able to make those plays. Unfortunately for South Carolina, Malachi Starks came in his freshman year and played like a three-year starter, and he's still there. And we got other guys. Javon Buller's not playing today, but we got a guy behind the guy. You see what I'm saying? So when you put all that together, again, it could happen, but logically there's no way nobody – I mean, take the 27, 27 points. I've been saying that. I told that guy the same thing, but – Logically, there's no reason why you should think South Carolina's going to beat Georgia. Hey, only one way to find out. Kick that football off at 3.30 and see what the hell happens. You're right. And if y'all need proof of that, go watch the South Carolina-Georgia preview me and stat guy there and see who he picked. Okay. 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 Let him up, coach. Let him up. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow, Jay. Whoa. Cooking him. Uh, bro. I tell you what, stat, you gotta come with more stats. <laughs> hey, bro, stat, where your stats at, man? He wouldn't let me up. Nah, man. Look, this. Hey, you, you know why I didn't? You know why I didn't come with stats? I'm gonna say this just to poke the bear. Hey, man, you don't need stats for a robbery game. Just go out there and just go out there and fight. Wait, hey, wait. It, how it, the hell it, is it a rivalry game when it's 81 and 10? Listen, well, it, it, I mean, no, 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 no. It, from South Carolina standpoint, and Steve Spurrier said this when he was coaching, it is their we're their second biggest rival behind Clemson. But from Georgia's standpoint, it's just a, an important conference game. You know what I'm saying? It's not we're not rivals with South Carolina, but you know, listen, right, me right. and Stag have been friends for a while, and what it happens is when it's the guy at the water cooler, you talk a lot of trash. You know what I'm saying? Because you see it, you see everybody every day. But from Georgia's standpoint, it's a conference game that we need to win, and. You know, it's like that. I know South Carolina fans don't like – they'll like to tell you it's a rivalry, but not really. I do need that one, Mars. I do need that one. I'm, man, I got to work on some of my sounds here, man. You're right. You're right. It, there's got to be a cooked one. Yeah, it, the, he's tagged out, John Russell says. WWF tag stack guy out. <laughs> ding, ding, one, two, three. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going to move on. Poor stat. I got to let you up, man. I got to let you up, bro. All right. Uh, here we go. And I, man, I appreciate you guys coming on and bringing that, bringing that hammer down like that, and having some fun. This is what we love to do here. We talk trash, anyways. It's lots of good stuff. Hey, man, that's right. Man, stat do this every. See, y'all get to see it on camera today. We do this every day. <laughs> I know you. I know you. This is the same way as it's same as all of us guys. We do the same stuff, man. This is kind of what it is, right? Uh, let me take coach it out of here. Hey, one time. one thing. It's raining in Athens currently, so that might uh, help South yeah, Carolina keep it closer. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I still uh, need the excuses. <laughs> I don't need y'all turning into Tennessee fans and being like, "Oh, it was raining." <laughs> okay, so Jay, we lost Jay. Thanks for thanks for coming in, Jay. We appreciate you. Uh, yeah, you could have just said, you know, hold on, I gotta go. But uh, appreciate you coming in, talking to us about a little bit of ball there. Uh, we're going to have David Neal from David Talks Buffs and Ball coming on here in just a few minutes. Oh, so that's dope, dope, dope. Let's talk, let's, start, let's talk a little bit about what we've been seeing here the last few weeks. And this will be uh, one of those things that uh, – another one of the uh, things that I'm sick and tired of seeing. Um, appreciate you, Jay. Uh, so 
Oh, and we also have Nathan Bomber Brown from the Big 12 Mafia in. We're going to talk a little bit about him as well. We're going to talk a little bit about BYU Arkansas as well. I think that's another one of those big games. I do want to get to, before we do that, I do want to go ahead and get to uh, the what you guys feel about that game down in Florida today at the Swamp. Can Tennessee go in there and win? They haven't done it in like 20 years, right? So are they going to go in there and lose again, Coach? Yep, they are. I think uh, Florida's not great, but I don't think Tennessee is as good as they were last year. Yeah, uh, They haven't won, like you said, they haven't won in the Swamp since 2003, and they've only won in the Swamp five times ever. Uh, I feel like uh, their offense just isn't as explosive as they need it to be, and if they need to run the whole game just to beat Florida, Florida's run defense isn't great, but if it's going to be like one of these low scoring, that's what Florida wants. Florida wants a low scoring game because they can't go toe to toe. Let's say Tennessee's offense is rolling and they score 40 something points. Florida can't score 40 something points. So, you know, from what I see, I watched the Austin P game twice. Bro, Austin P was slowing that offense down. I mean, that they're last run team, they're not with, with Joe Milton, they're not getting it done uh, yeah. you know, in the air. Well, in fact, it's changed Hypel's complete. Well, that, you know, that offense is predicated on being good in the run. The reason why Georgia was able to ha- handle – Georgia and South Carolina was able to handle Tennessee last year is because they was able to slow the run and then stop and then get a good pass rush for four and drop, you know, drop seven and cover those receivers. So – and now they don't have this, the same receivers. I know Tennessee want fans want to make you believe it, but there is no Jalen Hyatt walking out of that locker room. There's no Cedric Tillman. Squirrel Wright is pretty good. Yeah. Bruce Brew McCoy, pretty good. You know, it's like they don't have that guy, so they have to lean on the run even more. And I think that just leans to Florida. And not for nothing, Florida's bad, but it's hard to win in the swamp. So I got Florida winning. I told that we got a little side bet on it. Uh, I told them not only am I taking the seven and a half, I got Florida to win outright today. Wow. Look at there. Look at those. Look at those shades. <laughs> not the shades. Hey, the shades and the cap. <laughs> I just want to start off by giving a big shout out to all you terrible moms out there. Way you enter a show, by the way. <laughs> real talk, real talk. That's dope. <laughs> welcome in, David Neal. Obviously, let's welcome in again Nathan Bomber Brown from the Big Twelve Mafia. Let's uh, let's talk some ball, guys. Welcome into the show, fellas. We appreciate it. Let everybody know how to find you real quick since you got here. Uh, and then we'll go ahead, we'll get into this next topic. Perfect. David. Um, well, you can find me, David Talks Buffs, everywhere Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Spotify now. So, uh, you know, we're growing world domination. Hop on the David Talks Buffs bandwagon. <laughs> there we go. Hey, hey, ride that train. Let's go. Big Let's facts. Go. Big Nathan facts. Nathan Brown, welcome to yeah. the show, bomber. You bet. First of all, it is too early. All right. I was just getting out of bed. I didn't know there was homework. What's going on? Anyway, <laughs> I, 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 I got to mow the lawn. I mean, come on, guys. All right. Uh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> big, big 12 Mafia show um, on YouTube and uh, check us out on on uh, Twitter at, at B12 Mafia and at the Holy Rivals. Okay. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's get into uh, since you know you're a little sleepy headed there. Let's make you let's make you think a little, bomber. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about BYU. They've kind of looked a little eh, out of the gate. This is right. going to be a big test, obviously, and particularly going on the road today 
to Fayetteville, Arkansas to take on uh, KJ Jeff, uh, yeah, Jefferson, yeah, Jefferson and yeah. the Arkansas Razorbacks. What are your thoughts about that going into this game? What are your chances you feel like? I think if they can keep him in front of them and doesn't let him get out on the edges like he did last year and torched them for ridiculous yards, I think right. BYU can win this game. I, I, it's not by any means a, a blowout. It, it could be a one-possession game, but I don't think Arkansas is as good as they've been. And, uh, I, you know, would they end up 6-7 and seven last year? So they have their own struggles. Well, the first two games have not been lights out. So, uh, I mean, Slowis has five touchdowns in one game last week. He looked good. It yeah. all comes down to their receivers, if they can get separation, which has been kind of difficult. Or if uh, L.J. Martin, their their uh, freshman running back, go off, I think BYU controls the clock a little bit, and they can win this game. Yeah, listen, uh, I, I, I'm I'm one of those guys that believes in, in BYU quite a bit. I'm not sure that I think that they can go on the road and get this win, but I do like this team. Uh, and I felt like, you know, even after that first week showing – that would be my question to you is that what do you feel about this whole with the way the Big 12 is kind of performing aside from, you know, K-State, Oklahoma, right. Texas, it, it hadn't been a great showing. I guess you see it kind of showed up against nobody so far. Hadn't been a great showing, though, for the Cincinnati league. hadn't been bad. Yeah, Cincinnati's yeah, played well. I mean, UCF has played. UCF has played well. UCF um, leads the nation in uh, yards per game or something. Like that. Kansas is certainly not out of it, right? Kansas is still just trying to get their stride. Though uh, last year they came out the gate, Big Twelve played extremely well. This year, they're a little bit slower to come out. But I, I don't think I think at the end of the year you're still going to have four or five schools in the top 25 and it, you know, it'll hold its own with the other conferences. So I, it, it will be why you win this conference unless they get a miracle and everybody plays out of their minds for 13 weeks. No, they're not going to do that. But uh, I mean, an eight or nine wins is not out of the realm of possibility if they can win two or three games on the road. Yeah, uh, the spread today is like 12 and a half. I got BYU covering the spread. Um, it's up to 12 and a half. Yesterday was eight. Oh, my bad. Like, whatever. The, I thought it was 10 uh, or something like that, yeah. and then it moved. But maybe I'm wrong. But I'm no, 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 no. You may I'm be taking, right. Listen, I'm taking BYU to cover the spread. I don't know. Maybe they win. The Arkansas Rocket Sanders still isn't 100%. I don't even know if he's suiting up He's today. not going to play. He's out, he's out today. He's yeah, out so, today. like, I think BYU has a shot. I don't know if they win, but I think they definitely cover the spread for sure. Yep, I think that's what most people are saying is you don't win outright, but you can you you're in the game to the it's too end. Many too yeah, many points. Yeah, I agree points. with you. I think it is too many points too. <laughs> BYU's defense is the most improved part of this team. So, no, no. and last year, there the, what what separated the game last year, 63-35 was there were three turnovers and those turnovers led to 17 points directly. Um mm -hmm. and they couldn't stop the run. So, it, the defense has improved in the run. And they, uh, I think they're the second least turnover uh, school out there this year and the end of last year. So they don't turn the ball over, and their defense is improved. So what's we'll the bet down it's to in Arkansas at, at MGM is bet it down to seven and a half. You've got I'm it still, at, right. at five, yeah, I still. Here. Yeah, I'm still but, taking BYU in the points. Well, that just lets you know that <laughs> the fact that it's been bet down to seven and a half like that tells you that a lot of people agree with what you're saying, Coach. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yep. and, that, and because MGM, that's one of the bigger betting places that there is. Yeah. It's, you know, especially now that they have online. Um, I think it'll be a great game. 
I think it'll either way it'll be very be entertaining, game. entertaining game. Yeah. 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 All right, <laughs> Boomer one twenty nine. I love I love all your sayings, there, buddy. So we, I was uh, just just one quick thing, Jason. So we're in uh, CBS Sports, uh, you know, online pick them. That's where I got the ten and a half from. It, it opened the week at ten and a half, so I was like, okay. oh no, I was like, give me that. that 10. Three points of movement is <laughs> a lot of movement. That means that's a, a lot, lot of movement. Believe in BYU here, yeah, especially even on the road. And so to me, that's with if that's with three points baked in for the spread, for the home right? Team. Away, right. Mm-hmm. That really means that that. There's it's really like not, a, it's a, it's a pickle game now. It's a pickle yeah. game now. So this this would be another one of what Jay was talking about earlier. This might be one of the ones where you want at this spread, you might as well go ahead and, and go the money line. This is just me talking from a Vegas perspective. I lived right. in Vegas for 12 years. Uh, this is where when you look at that baked in spread, I would probably go money line BYU and live with whatever happens. Because and as a, like you said, you can listen, win money that way. For those that do bet, it's it's good to get in early so you get the better spread. Because a lot of times, Correct. you know, when it when it yep. moves down, like right now, you said it's at seven and a half, and you try to take that seven and a half, and they went, you know, they let's say they lose by eight, but I got it in at ten and a half. So right, you <laughs> right. start betting it down there because they don't just move it just based on public. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. usually on public money. It's going to be on sharp money. Big so guys. that's where you get big moves like that from Vegas casinos. And MGM mm-hmm. is a Vegas casino, so I would tell you that that is sharp money there. I would mm-hmm. I would go with the sharps and go money line there. Myself. Plus uh, plus two forty five for the money line. Mm. Yeah, listen, Jeez. you got to do it right. Yeah, and you got, you're, got if, if you take it, you're just you know you're just gonna make you know what you bet. So it's it's definitely you're you're gonna go over another almost fifty bucks just to just to make that move. If they're gonna, and if I, I can see it happening, you know, I can see I it. Happening. I think that would be bad for the coach at Arkansas. I think happen. so. If BYU doesn't turn the ball over, I, I don't. I don't think it'll be surprising if they win. I mean, the SEC overall has looked good out of conference. So, right. I mean, that's Agreed. another thing. <laughs> One thing I did yeah. want to show everybody real quick here. This is something that was on Bomber's show last night. Uh, it, it really, really cool stuff. You guys got to see this. Uh, so, these uh, was it, tell me the name of this guy before I pop this up there. Yeah, it's Captain Butters is his Twitter name. Uh, <laughs> his first name's Johnny. And yeah. he, uh, for the first two weeks of the season, he needs, he's getting his uh, commercial pilot's license. He wants to fly. Oh, yeah, uh, this was dope. <laughs> yeah, he wants to, he wants to fly uh, uh, commercial like, you know, United Airlines or something like that. So he has to get tons of hours and you have to pay for your own fuel and you have to have hundreds of hours. So to do that, he's, he has, he has his own plane. He goes out and basically just pays for his fuel and spends three hours uh a day uh, before whenever that week's game is and this is what he gets so go ahead jason yeah there we go it's uh there it is so this is how he what the heck let me make it bigger um well not that big jason (laughs) 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 all right as you can see this is where if you look at this on the maybe better going the other way um yeah, it was. So he he flew this this route here, <laughs> that was and, yep. and and tracked it the whole way. This is a great way to go about. I I mean you know to go beat Arkansas. I mean he's he's a good way to get your flying hours. He's got to get what two hundred hours is what he said in order to be Something able to like get that. Yeah, pilot's license to be able to go and get this job. What a freaking awesome deal, right? Uh, and I I tell you. I hope that somebody from Oklahoma 
would maybe we could hire this dude for the Red River game? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> well, you I know, collected I, money last night on my show to pay for an at Big 12 Mafia flight. So uh, yeah. I know he takes donations. He is for sale so. then, right? He is for yeah. sale then, right? <laughs> well, he was for me. I don't know. I'm a BYU guy. So you, you, might, have to, you know, I might have to convince him. But if you want to take, I'm sure he wouldn't turn down money. I was so, about to say, Price is right. I'm pretty yeah, sure exactly. to it. <laughs> Listen, yeah, yeah. That's so, dope, so, though, man. Of all you, all, you, all you fans in the comment section here, make sure that you go find your rich buddy uh, booster out there. Make sure that we can get this Captain Butters, and, and we're going to put a link to him. We need to get this guy for the Red River game. It's only a few weeks from now. Uh, he should definitely be running that out there, and uh, that'd be awesome, man. Maybe it'll hit ESPN if we do it. Well, Good stuff. Good stuff. I think it's awesome, man. And listen, uh, you know what a way to kind of, uh, you know, he's because he's getting his name out there. You know, it can't be a bad deal. Who I don't know who he's going to work for, but I would guess that somehow this ends up somehow on ESPN, Fox, whatever, coming up pretty soon. I would think. Yeah. Just me, but uh, very cool stuff, man. Very cool stuff, indeed. I, I again, I, I've been saying it a lot. I feel like BYU has an opportunity to be one of the major players in the Big 12 moving forward. Uh, no bigger than uh, Utah. I think that Utah, BYU, and then I, I still think UCF is probably a few years away, but I do think that they're going to be one of the big time players as well. Mm-hmm. But the one that I really think, looking at this, and, and, and here we're going to go back to what I was saying before about some of the shit I'm tired of hearing. Um, one of the major things is, See you. These guys are coming in here, and now you're looking at for all the folks that said they were going to win three games. Uh, they're about right. to do that today. You know, they're about to do that today, and for no other reason than this. You know, let's uh, let's go ahead and do this real quick. Oh man, what a knucklehead! They're not about to. They they're going to. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I think right now is the question ain't. None of that. It's uh, do they get the eight? You know what I'm saying? It's like that should be the question now. I mean, no, like, no doubt, no doubt. I listen, about I, it. I, I, you know, I like to. I admit when I'm wrong. Like I came in thinking like four. I thought they would beat Nebraska. I didn't think they would beat TCU. They looked like the better team against TCU. Uh, I thought they would beat Colorado State. So I thought they would start out two and one and then uh, win one of the Arizona schools. And I think they played Stanford. I thought that was the other one. And it's like, I felt like those four were the guarantees. And then their schedule, listen, they're a good team, but their schedule is not easy by any means. No, no, no. And by the time they play Utah, Cam Rising is probably going to be healthy, you know, that kind of thing. So I I just think now it's it's on the table, like, can they get the eight type deal? (laughs) Well, you know what, talking about their their schedule. Well, let's listen into this real quick, though, real quick, quick, Coach. Obviously, you had had, – Oh man, I grabbed the wrong one. That's the one I think. Uh, uh, at his response to the the, the guy, <laughs> I think Jason dropped off. He's trying to get it together so he can show uh, this. I ain't gonna well, call him. Ske- I ain't gonna call him. Coach I, yeah. Coach I, like you were talking about their schedule. They're, they're probably about the fifth, you know, fourth or fifth toughest schedule Oops. in the country. Well, that was one of the reasons coming in why my expectations were where it was not just because of Colorado's team. It's like you, you have to right. play your schedule too. And not for nothing, I did say that I felt like the Pac-12 uh, was going to be one of the better conferences because of the quarterback play. And Shadur right. is just a- adding to that. So, oh, no I mean, doubt. they, they, no they still got to play USC, which is, I think, going to be uh, – it's going to be a real game. It's hard to win at Oregon. You got it. Washington State's offense is looking good. So, um, they got to go to Washington State. 
you know, Utah, that conference is just, uh, you know, right now, offensively, you, you, you got to put up some points. Luckily for Colorado, they can. So Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, but, you know, when the season started, I, you know, I was one of those that was on, had the crazy hat on because I, I thought they were going to win six. Uh, and, and so people were looking at me like I was out of my mind, which they, they, they're, they're on the money with that. But, but yet, you know, they're going to be pretty damn good. I mean, like you said, are they going to get to eight? That's the question. Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Oh, man, I would love for them to get to eight. You know, as <laughs> as, as we talked last week, you know, um, that's the number that I picked them to win a month ago. Um, and, yeah, I mean, if that hits, man, I do have some bets on, uh, you, know, se- you know, seven wins. You've been doing over. good in that part. You're just, good, <laughs> brother. You're in good. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, you know, it's – I'm excited. I'm excited to take care of business tonight. And then uh, we really got some of our toughest opponents ahead of us, which I'm super pumped for. And, uh, yeah, man, I would love to beat Oregon. I would love to beat USC. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to have to play everybody com- in this complete game. We would love to, to see that, too. <laughs> we yes. would love to see that, too. All right, yeah. real quick, let's, let's, let, let, me, let me go ahead and share this real quick. Um, let's see, where was he at? There he is. There's old Coach um, – Coach Dummy. Uh, <laughs> I got to call him Coach Dummy real quick. Yeah, this dude. Coach, I want to be on TV. <laughs> yeah, that, that guy, right? All right, here you go. Just had a lot of public critics. You want to hear that? Yeah. I'm not one of them. Um, I really respect all head coaches and the sacrifices that they've had to make to become head coaches, especially African-American coaches. And so I was happy to see Dion get his opportunity um, you know, I had to wait a long time to get mine. All right. All very nice. And then Bolger's getting from media and celebrities. Oh, and ESPN doing That's interviews the with the CSU wanted. players and asking them about Prime and CU. By last night, Coach Norvell had had enough. Here he was talking about Sanders on Norvell's coaches show and the way that Coach Prime dressed for his press conference. And I sat on with ESPN today, and I don't care if they hear it in Boulder. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off. And I said, when I talk to grownups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother taught. So, you know, they're not going to like us no matter what we say or do. It doesn't matter. Okay. So let's go up there and play. Well, there you go. The national headlines. Coach Norvell taking a shot at Dion. Just what we all Who gives a shit? Bruh, the fact that you're you, taking on your in-state rival and you're focused on somebody's hat and shades, like, come on, hey, bro. Man, that, brother, that just come say, on. that just say, I'm conceding the loss because they're better than us. So let me focus yeah. on something else. Let's try to take your attention away from the fact that they're a better team than us. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, sh- shout out, shout out to them because they got, shout out to them because they got the players a bunch of free glasses. So, <laughs> and somebody's probably getting get an NIL deal. Trying to get out of here and be the best coach I could be. And I look up and I read some bull junk that they have said about us. Talk to us. Once again. Uh, talk to us. Why would you want to talk about us when we don't talk about nobody? All we do is go out here, work our butts off, and do our job on Saturday. But when they give us ammunition, they unmatched around and made it what? It was just going to be a good game. They unmatched around and made it. Personal. It's gonna be a great test, a battle of Colorado, but they'll mess around and made it personal.
sir. I'm out of my own business watching some film. I'm trying to get ready. Listen. How stupid was that? How stupid was that? Why you know. the hell? <laughs> but, there were some players sitting back like, why would you do that, coach? <laughs> but but what? But guys, who have they played up to this point that hadn't talked shit about them? <laughs> well, I don't think that Sonny Dykes you know didn't what I'm talk, saying? talk trash about him. Sonny wasn't talking shit. No, no, no. Sonny's a, that's what Sonny's no. been in the game Sonny's for. Sonny's a class too. act. Yeah. Sonny's a class act. But, but, but again, and, and I kind of agree with Coach I, they – they want to place the emphasis outside here so everybody's focused on this crap instead of the game itself. Because sure. they're probably going to take an ass whipping and they don't want that to be the focus. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to me, if you're that coach, if this is you and you're, and you're Coach Norville, now that's all you're going to ever be known for. Because you're at Colorado yeah. State, the, the best thing you can hope for is to do a very good job, get an opportunity, go somewhere else. Now, unless you come out and, like, win three Mountain West in a row, you ain't never going to get another job. The only thing that anybody's ever going to remember is how you ran your mouth to Coach Prime in his first season, and they beat the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like I said, Jason, who gives a shit? I don't care what the hell you wear or what I'm – you know – I couldn't care less. He talks about my mama taught me. Well, you know what? I didn't live with your damn mama. And and, and, and so at the end of the day, you wear what the hell you want to wear, and I'll wear what the hell I want to wear. And then I'm going to whip your ass even wearing Even if I wear my birthday suit, I'm going to whip your ass anyway. So <laughs> Listen, man, there must be a problem uh, in college football with shades, man. You know, I think uh, was a Tennessee stat guy that took a shot at Beamer for doing a social media Post, you know, that he was having fun with with the shades Kentucky. and stuff. So Kentucky, Kentucky yeah, 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 yeah. So Kentucky, then afterwards, yeah. he put on his shades after they beat Kentucky. So it's like, stop giving people ammunition, man. Like, yeah. just let them. You you show up. Quit. Like Kirby hey. Smart say, talk with your helmets, man. Don't let quit, all, let, let all that stuff go. Quit being the Brian Kelly <laughs> kind of guy. Just shut the hell up and go coach them up. It's crazy, Dave. Come on, come in here. Wait, let's, put the shades on, Dave. You got to be loving this shit. As a CU fan, put your shades on and talk to us. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to be loving yeah. Because yeah, let me, let look, me talk to you how my mama raised me, right? So, <laughs> like y'all said, man, I, I think this is hilarious because it is clear that you know, there is a whole team, there is a whole movement of saving uh, receipts for anything uh, negative said about, said about this team, said about Coach Prime and all that. So it was very surprising to hear Coach Norvell say this earlier in the week because, yeah. um, again, like this is an in-state rivalry, yes, but what we don't we don't hate CSU. I mean, they're like our little brother, you know, that we beat up on every, you know, once every few years or so. So it's not like you know when he's saying they're guys. All right, just hold gonna on, hate hold us on, no hold on, hold what. on. This is not what really we true. wanted from you. Talk shit. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. I'll say this. Is that um, I think. I think, you know, I was I was worried a little bit about the spread. You know, when are the backups going to come in, all that. But mm-hmm. now, now, I mean, there is a chance for us to put on an amazing ass whooping. And I think it's really cool because 
since the college football slate's a little weak this week, I mean, everybody's in town. Everybody just wants to see an absolute thrashing of a team yeah. uh, this evening. <laughs> and, Amen. You know, how often does that happen? I, it, you know, every like we're going to run up the score. Keep in mind, Shador already broke the single game record for passing yards against TCU with a 510. Sefo Wufau currently holds the record right now for single game uh, touchdowns with seven. Mm. So mm. he's got to get eight. I have been of the mind that I want Shador Sanders <laughs> to be immortalized here. Uh, so he needs to break every single passing record that we have, you know, for career, for season, for single game. So what I'm hoping for is that I is that we see Shador put up eight touchdowns today. That's that's just Yay. what I'm hoping. There we wow. go. That's what we were looking for. Come on, listen. Now. People wow. showing up. People showing up like uh, ancient Rome, man. When the gladiators took on the beast or whatever, it's like, do you want me to kill him? Yeah. And then all the crowd is like, kill him. <laughs> but man, it is it, it it is so hilarious and like. Again, like I didn't go out to campus today. I was so exhausted after the Nebraska game, like that whole thing, and like freaking waking up at you know six o'clock to get out there and not finding parking, and you know I was just man, I just want to enjoy this on TV this morning. But man, like the fact that you know I've been seeing tweets that Big Noon is sending people out to the game day, uh, the game day crowd to be stealing fans away to bring them over That's to, uh, awesome. you know, to their yeah, yeah, oh wow. Dude. Yeah, um, yeah, it was, it was some yeah. of that going on last year in the Texas Alabama. Oh, both yeah. were there. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, it, it, and the fact that like I went to graduate school at CU, um, got my MBA there, and to see this just happening, uh, the business building is right where game day is at. So I've walked that field, you know, countless amounts of times to see this happening, man. Uh, to see everybody just wanting to come here to just see a, you know, an ass whooping, it's it's amazing, and. This is another thing that I wanted to bring up, Jason, that I've talked about on my show a little bit this week. What is it with these coaches that they just don't seem to learn? It's like they need to touch, you know, the stove themselves to understand that they're going to get burned, that they're, you know, that it's hot. I don't I don't really know what's going through Jay Norvell's mind. I thought that we were just going to play a simple game, let people get in here uh, that haven't gotten a lot of playing time yet in the second half. You know, whatever, you know, that's totally fine. But it's it's like, I mean, we can give it to you rough if you want it. We can break out the handcuffs. We can make it a little kinky. If you guys want that, you know, we can really bring it tonight. And that's what we're going to do, man. We're going to bust out, you know, all the uh, all the thrills, man. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and, and I hope you all do. Yeah, because then we got conference play. <laughs> and that's, you know, going into this, is I think that anything, if you were, a lot of teams would maybe be worried about kind of looking ahead. You've got Oregon coming up next week. And then the week after that, you've got USC or SUC, excuse me, SUC. It's always SUC, as you can see, right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, now because of this, I mean, yeah, I really think that Coach Prime ought to be sitting over in grave thank yous. Uh, for for making sure that his team does not lose focus here, their focus remains on you know stomping a mud hole into that football team as they get through with this game. 
look, guys, I'm going to pass it around here, starting with uh, with Bomber. What are your thoughts about this and, and all this? I think a lot of folks did not expect a whole lot out of Colorado, but with with the way things are going, what are your thoughts about this team now? I, I, I'm a believer, right? Uh, look, after the first game, I came back and hat in hand and admitted that I would, I'd underestimated Colorado. So now that I have that behind me, uh, I think I am nothing but in their corner. Will they beat Colorado State? Yeah, it's a joke, right? It's a joke that they would even try to be on the same field with them. I think Norville's trying to gin up some yeah, sort of uh, rivalry. And that's not uh, that's not going to work, you know, mm-hmm. making fun of s- sunglasses and hats and everything. And that's ridiculous. So uh, as far as we are going into the season, unfortunately, the Pac-12 is stronger now than maybe they've ever been in the last 20 years. This season is the best season that they're going to have in ever because it's dead after this season. So I still think they can win seven or eight games, though. Definitely. Uh, Coach, I, uh, if you're taking off now, I want to just say, uh, oh, yeah, okay. Let's yeah. Uh, let everybody know how to find you before you take off, man. We appreciate you coming in. Yeah, man. Love you, uh, Coach John. Fanatic uh, Sports Network on uh, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Facebook, IG, all that Fanatic Sports, man. Hey, always good to be on, man. I, I like the, the morning show, Jason. Good idea. Uh, look forward to talking to you tomorrow, uh, uh, David. We're going to preview that Oregon and uh, Colorado game, man. should be a lot of fun, man. So, uh, okay. hey, shout out to all of y'all. Uh, dope for tell Captain Butters, man, that, that flight path was dope, man. Uh, very creative, <laughs> dog. And I I'll love it. Uh, shout out to Coach, man, and Stat Guy. You know I'll talk to you today, dog. <laughs> love you, brother. You do a great job, hey, man. Appreciate it, Coach. Right, thanks Good for coming you, in, Coach. Man. My man. All right. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so uh, we'll go to Stat real quick. Let us know what your thoughts are about about Coach Prime and uh, and see you. You got to be right about yeah. something today. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, I was I was dead wrong about this because I had them winning three or less, and obviously they jumped TCU, got the season rolling. Um, I felt they I had them beat Nebraska all along. I'm not high on Nebraska at all, but now you right. look. I mean, they're gonna absolutely beat Colorado State like they stole something yeah. um, or that they're just a bad parent, just want to just want to beat the hell out of their kid for no reason. I mean, this thing's going to get ugly. But the schedule gets tough, and it's like you're looking at, you know, six and six for sure, but you talk about they can beat one of these six teams ranked in the top 15. You're talking about having a great year. You beat two of them. Now you're talking about eight wins. I, I yeah. said all along, if, if Prime gets him to six and six, I don't care what anybody else does in the country. He's the coach of the year. Um, go ahead and print his name on it. It's a wrap. And I mean, with what he's doing out there is amazing. And personally, I, I like all the I like all the day to day nuances, trash talking, the the vibes. It's just fun, man. Like yeah. make college football fun again. Like let's let's go back to the era of the BCS where you have to beat somebody by 70 to make sure you get into the championship mm-hmm. game. That's what yeah. tonight. That's what tonight's going to look like. It's going to look like Oklahoma back in the early two thousands, making sure they were going to play their way into a championship game by beating the Sisters of the Poor seventy seven. Right. <laughs> right. Yep, that's true. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, you know, and that's listen, uh, Coach. Go go ahead and say what you got to say. I know we have been. I, first off, before I give it to Coach, Coach Coach and I have been on CU all year. Long before, you know, anybody is when it was popular to be, we've been saying you're right, underestimating right. these guys. 
Go ahead, Coach. Oh, my, my's going to be short and sweet because I, I could talk an hour on this topic because of all the shit talking that's gone on about CU and Deion Sanders and what he was – oh, he's cleaning the house. That, that's not the way you handle business. Screw you guys that were thinking that shit because I'm just telling you right now, he did it. He did it his way, whether you like it or you don't like it, and look what he's coming up with. He is kicking people's asses, taking names, and it ain't stopping today. So keep doing what you're doing, Dion. I don't care if all the coaches don't like it. I don't care if the fans don't like it. And like I like to say, if you don't like it, I'll bend over and you can kiss my ass. <laughs> Never short on words. Never short on words, old coach, old coach Roy Ball here. Uh, <laughs> that just leaves good on me. I'm going to say, as I was saying a minute ago, bottom line, we've been when Bryce was here, we were doing the same thing. When he was still at Jackson State, we were wondering where he was going to go. And, they, and said that, hey, he's going to win no matter what. If you can recruit like this to Jackson State, what can he do at a power program, at a power five program? And I didn't really even matter who it was, to be honest with you. Uh, no matter what, if you can go do that at Jackson State and get the number one recruit in the country to go there. And Shador, people forget that Shador was a, a high four-star quarterback. He could have went anywhere in the hell he wanted to, and he went to play for his dad. Hey, Jason. He goes and kills it at that level, and everybody still wants to talk. This is one of the reasons that one of the things that really I'm sick and tired of freaking hearing. We got a whole list of them today for this show, but let me present this one real quick. Is bottom line is I've been sick and tired of hearing this. This is one of the bigger ones. Coach Prime of Colorado won't win more than three games. And now it's they haven't played anybody. The goalpost is moving. The goal, stop moving the damn goalposts, people. Yeah, stop stupid. moving the damn goalpost. This guy has done nothing but but prove you wrong at every step of the way. You may, right. what are we going to get to before you shut up? Right. Because to me, you can, what, when, when they get to their six wins or seven wins or eight wins, then it's going to be, well, they're not going to win the Pac-12. You may end up being right. You know, they're not going to win the national championship. You may end up being right. But shit, what do you think? They were one and eleven a year ago. One and eleven. Yes, he went in there and cleaned house. He needed to clean house. Guys, we had a safety starting at quarterback for us three years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's well, well, and Jason, let me let me let me just say this, Jason. You know, those people, and you know, some people were even questioning Shadur, and and you know. Come on, come on, guys. You pull your head out of your ass. Do you, know, Brady. Do, you, do you know where he came from? Did you ever watch primetime play? Did Did you ever realize what kind of athlete primetime was? Well, guess what? His son came from him, and the chances are he's going to be pretty damn good. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we got to let Stat get out of here real quick. Uh, Stat, okay. we appreciate you coming in, my man. Uh, you know, it's always great to have you yeah. on here. You came in here and hey. you've taken your licks from these OU folks, and I appreciate that out of you. Hey, hey, I appreciate, hey, hey, y'all, 
y'all make y'all make sure y'all come to Saturday night snap count tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern over on the Fanatic Sports I'll Network. I'll be there ready to um take my licks if y'all somehow are able to pull the pull the upset and beat Tulsa. Y'all have a great day. Hey, go <laughs> the world, baby. I love it. Quick. I love it. Yeah, this is awesome. Hey, uh, guys, again, thank you so much. If if you're new to the program, hey, I'd love it if you if you came over to uh CFB pod and subscribe, uh, hit the like button. Make sure that you hit the like button, especially over on David's in. Uh, you know, we're we're happy to have all you folks in here in the stream. Uh, but yeah. but get in there and check us out and you know. Look, there's a lot of really good creators been on this show. Make sure that you just saw Stat Guy and then Coach I from Fanatic Sports Network. Make sure that you get over there and check them out. They have some of the best college football coverage in the country, period. They're Georgia fans. And, uh, well, and Stat Guy's a South Carolina guy. But they are SEC guys. They are among the best. They have a show on Tuesdays called Respect the Hedges. It's got a bunch of former Georgia players on it. Solid, solid content day after day. As we talked about before, uh, the Big 12 Mafia Bomber has has built this that channel in a short amount of time into one of the most respected programs, particularly for realignment on YouTube, period. Uh, nothing but respect for Bomber, so make sure you get over there and check them out as well. Uh, but, hey, we'd love to have you be a part of this uh, this community as well. Uh, got a lot of love for, you know, listen, you know, I'm an OU guy. Coach, as you can see, is a Notre Dame guy. Uh, but we love college football. We talk college football and everything college football, and uh, this is the way it has been. You know, well, I just wanted to say hi to Coach and uh, David. David, we got to have you on next week, right? Yes, even we if got it's to. just for a little bit, we got to preview that game. I keep forgetting to. Uh, I I know I've been needing to call you back, so oh, that's we okay. To, we need that's to make right. this happen. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. most definitely. Okay, hey, all right. Hey, I've Jason. written it down, Thanks, so we won't forget. Hey Jason, I do want to I, I I want to mention to a comment Hank put up earlier about my my uh, speedo, my Irish speedo that I have. <laughs> he, he he talked about my four leaf clover. It's actually only a three leaf oh, clover. Oh geez. But the the extra leaf belongs to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even love sure you. what that means. Love you, but... Hank. Love you, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds. I don't you know, don't, you you don't want to know, brother. You I don't, don't, I don't even know what to say here. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. I'm just going to let that one go. All uh, right, very good. Yeah, and so uh, obviously the other. Let's see. Uh, yeah, they were talking. Don't, I cannot forget about Norman. He's usually on the show. He's actually uh, spending time with my mom though today, so he's not with us. So, but well, oh, if, if you come okay. around, you get to see Norm. Uh, you know, he's the he's the the mascot for the show. Uh, so anyway, yeah. Hey. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you guys uh, a lot coming in. Make sure that you hit that like button, though. So, Absolutely. again, that was that was number two on what we're talking about on stuff I'm sick of hearing in college football. Uh, the first one, of course, we were talking about, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sick of seeing people riding off Coach Coach Saban over one game and a loss to Texas, of all things. So that, that, that brings me to the next thing. Uh, that brings me to the next thing. Now, Texas fans are saying that they're moving the goalposts, not getting their flowers after they beat <laughs> Alabama this week. What? For the love of God, win something for once in your freaking life other than a single game in the season, and then come talk to me about how, how nobody's giving you your love. 
Holy show, shit. Show us, some, no so, show us some consecutive wins, guys. And then, you know what? I'll, I'll eat my words, but y'all still suck. Yeah, listen. I mean, look, and I'm not even I, – I, we just got done saying that nobody wants to hear about, you know, how they're going to run off and, you know, that all of a sudden, you know, Alabama, you're going to put Coach, uh, Coach Saban out to pasture and stuff. But until you guys even win a conference championship, spare me how, you know, I don't want to hear the, you know – I'm back or they're back stuff or, you know, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, we're back stuff. You know, it's silly talk. So this is one of the things I'm most sick of hearing as well uh, that, you know, that now, Oh, we're moving the goalposts and everybody's hating on us and not giving us our love for beating, for beating Alabama. What do they, what do you want? What do you want? A uh, automatic trip to the freaking playoff here, you know, uh, yeah. Get through, get through Kansas and all that stuff, and you know, we'll see how you do. If you can get through this with one loss and freaking you win the conference championship, you'll be in the playoff. But until then, why would anybody believe that Texas is going to do that? I don't know why. I'll give them some know. flowers, some damn dead flowers. <laughs> yeah, and as always on this show, throw the horns down, please, everybody. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I will this say they're, they're they are a bit lucky that they don't have. Uh, Texas Tech on the road this year but yeah I feel like <laughs> I feel like most of the uh the Texas fans I've talked to and reached out to after this week they uh you know they are still traumatized from the losses last year <laughs> are very uh very nervous going into conference play so we'll just have to see man Look, um they yeah. they haven't won a conference championship since 2009 yeah They've played for one yeah. since 2009. Uh, wake me up when you do something other than run your mouth and win the offseason, okay? That's it. That's all I got to say. After winning one game. One game. Yeah. After yeah. one game. We're two weeks in. Two weeks in, and they want their flowers. They could have won. They could have beat Alabama last year, and they still would have ended up with the same record in, yep. in <laughs> exactly. conference. So exactly. it just went in one game. At, Alabama has been sort of on a downward trend for a minute. So, yeah, I'm not saying everybody's going to go in there and just be able to beat them up in Austin, but I, I do think that more teams than not have a chance to beat them than ever before. Look, have you guys ever lost to them? BYU has. Have you ever lost to them? Uh, we're four and one against Texas. Four That's and one. Amazing. Okay. So yeah, there you go. Uh, and they haven't beaten Oklahoma in consecutive games since like 2006. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't know yeah. that. So you know, that's uh, it's gonna be what it is. Yeah. Hey Jason, yeah, but, how about yeah. how about Texas that power? Is bullshit. Yeah. Hey Jason, how about that powerhouse Florida State down seven zero to Boston College? Are they really down seven on the Boston College? Somebody said something about that the other day. That's funny stuff, by the way. Yeah, Florida State. There's another one that I could say, you know, when you guys beat freaking teams like Boston College, uh, you know, (laughs) North Carolina State and Wake, not to mention the, you know, eight, eight in a row to Clemson that you lost, then we'll start talking about you too, you know, but, but that's not as high up my list as the Texas one. Number one on the list, though, let's just go ahead and put this one out there because just want to give props before you guys beat the crap out of freaking CSU today, Dave. And then I'm, I'm thinking that you got a good shot. I think Oregon's going to be a tough place to go play and win, yes. but I wouldn't put it past them to do it. Uh, they, they gave up a lot of points at tech last week. That's look, tech doesn't have the quarterback that CU has. No. They don't. So I give them a puncher's chance there too. Okay. Yes. I do. Um, Here's the other thing that I, but 
the one that we really want as Oklahoma fans, go beat the crap out of SC. S-U-C. S-U-C. As you can get this shirt in our in our don't forget you can get that in our our pod merch store um but here's here's the last of those ones that i wanted to share things that i am sick of seeing or hearing from college football usc is quietly playing better defense all right uh quietly yeah quietly my ass quietly is a true statement though guys yeah, they're, that's they're true. Freaking they're, silent. they're silent. Yeah, they're quietly playing defense. Yeah, right. yeah, I think that's crazy. Uh, quiet. So you don't quietly play games, defense. They've played Stanford, Nevada, and San Jose, which Nevada put up more points and yardage on yeah. SC than they put on Montana. <laughs> okay, God. San Jose State which was a middling Mountain West team a year ago, put up 28 on them, 21 in the first half. They rushed for over 200 yards. Stanford is trash. They don't, they don't believe in NIL or the portal. And so, uh, yeah, they lost 56 to 10. Why did you give up 10 to them? They're quietly freaking get the crap out of here. Until Lincoln Riley has a defense that, look, his defense and the lack thereof is going to be very evident in the next three or four weeks. Let's look at the rest of their schedule here. Uh, if, 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 if Lincoln Riley is your head coach, you can automatically guarantee you will not be playing defense on that team. Yeah. And what is up with his allegiance to, uh, I'm forgetting his name, the D coordinator? Alex Grinch. Yes, Grinch. Alex Grinch. Um, I don't understand. He doesn't it. care about off. He doesn't care about defense. Oh, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, if they if that's not the only thing they're putting money into for the next five years, uh, Lincoln Riley's going to get chased out of there in four or five years because they're not going to no, win more than Lincoln eight or nine Riley's games. Gone after this year, he may leave with Caleb Williams. Lincoln, this year. Lincoln Riley is gone. It's, that is quite possible. Yep. I'm not saying this. I could definitely see yeah. it. But here's the thing. The bottom line is, is no matter, they've brought some guys in, right? They've brought some guys in and done some of that stuff. But the, the bottom line is, is number one, they have a, they have a yoga instructor for a strength and conditioning coach, and they have a terrible <laughs> defensive coordinator that got run off from Ohio <laughs> state. And it was about to get run off from, from Oklahoma. Right. Because they, they were not improving whatsoever. And, and look, the bottom, when you let some of the talent that they've allowed get out of there, like, you know, we're, we're big Dave Uyunglele is a big friend of our show. Right. How in the hell does Mateo get out of there? How does he get out of there? He's right down the road. Mm-hmm. He yeah, I don't know. The difference on that team, you know, it's so freaking hilarious, right? It's just, uh, look, bottom line, I'm just going to say, I'm sick of hearing it. I'm sick of talking. When you actually go put something out there, then let's then let's talk. And but I don't want to hear anything about talk. Yeah, hey, look the the last half of that schedule. It starts with Colorado next uh, two weeks from now. Yeah, and then it goes Notre Dame. Then they got Utah. Then they got UCLA and Oregon and freaking Washington. Washington. Yeah, they they're lucky 
that they don't have to deal with Oregon State because Oregon State would beat the shit out of them this year. Yes. They they kept they played them to six points without a quarterback last year. Yes. Now they got DJU. That's why <laughs> I never thought that they were uh like people were picking them to win a conference, man. I just I just couldn't They're see. eight and four at best, man. Watch and see. Folks, all you Colorado folks that are here for Dave, we appreciate you. Make sure that you bookmark that. I said it. Eight and four. Eight and four USC. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> Notre Dame game is going to be awesome. The, oh, oh, yeah. And I didn't even bring up Notre Dame. I'm sorry, Coach. Please go ahead yeah. with that. I, I oh. By all means, I would never take that from you, by the way. No, no, buddy. You, you're great. No, Notre Dame has another scrimmage today. Uh, you know, before we, before we play a real game next week. Uh, and so we'll, we'll go into next week four and oh, and, and playing a good Ohio state team. So, uh, you know, until we play in Ohio state guys, you know, I'm not going to talk about how tough our schedule is because our schedule is, you know, early, our early schedule is weak. Now, once we hit next week and hit, hit Ohio state, then it gets, then it gets, continually tougher through through the rest of the season i mean because mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of games that we could trip up on in there uh sure. with some with some decent football teams but, but you get them at home you know, too you I, get the I, I, team at home and that's a that's a the thing i like about Notre Dame, and we've been saying it i feel like they are one of those playoff contenders too because yeah. of the fact of how physical they play yeah and you got a quarterback yeah, I, I agree they're they're playing very physical i, I i'd like to see our old line step up with just a tad more at the guard position. So I don't think our guards are playing as, as well as we need to. But guys, we have a we have a bevy of running backs. Uh, you know, all, all those receivers they talked about that they weren't worth a shit. Well, they weren't worth a shit because we would never get them the football. Uh ask ask Buckner. He'll tell them today when he's throwing for Alabama and they're picking everything off. But you know, we're Sam Hartman, you know what Sam Hartman's brought to this football team. Uh, you know, he's been playing in, in college football for 21 years. Uh, and we're excited. We're excited to have that expertise. Uh, so I, we're, we're going to be fine today. I, I, say today I say today, 52 zip. Whoa. Okay. Loving it. Loving it. Loving coach, it. All right. Coach throwing it down. That's all I'm saying. Love it. <laughs> you got some money on the Missouri Sam Hartman. Uh, the Heisman. Actually, actually, I do. Actually, I, I, I actually, I, I actually have. If 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 Notre Dame wins the title, I'll I'll make about fifteen grand, and if if uh, Hartman wins the Heisman, I'm gonna make another five. Let's go! Well, there I you go. That. I think there if they go. won the national championship, he probably won the Heisman. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. And, and you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna have a great damn vacation on that one. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would think. Uh, just so everybody knows, thank you for the for the score update there, Stephen. GK State, Mizzou are at seven seven already. Right into this, uh, right into the the game, just getting it started. K State going down today. I'm doubting that man. I don't buy into Mizzou. I'm, I don't buy into Mizzou. David talks plus one and sixteen against SC. Hey, the one is the only one that matters, bro. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be the only yeah, one that only matters. You're only as good as your last game, game right? right? Yeah. Hey, Jason, I got to get. Yes, I got sir. some stuff to do this morning, but I appreciate your invite and yeah, uh, having me come up and get that. You bet. No problem. That's fine. We're going to be you on. You. Good man. You bet, good Dave. Good we'll man. see you later. Okay. Are you going to be coach. on uh, Coach I's show tonight, the uh, snap count? Well, BYU plays late, 
So uh, there's okay. a good chance hey, that I'll be well, watching football. Jump in with us and uh, and give us an update or something towards the end if it starts looking good. If I think Go. about it, it all depends what the score is. We'll have to see. Go BYU, baby. Let's roll. Thank you, Coach. Thank I appreciate you, that. You guys have a good Saturday, and, and I'm rooting for your, you guys' teams as well. So we'll see you later, all right? Okay, man. Get over there and check out Nathan Bomber Brown at the big 12 mafia and the Holy rivals channels right there. So yeah. Awesome stuff. Thanks a lot. Oh, hey, shout out to all the CU fans for popping in here and following in Dave, man. I mean, you know, Hey, we appreciate that guys. Man. Almost like my hall of fame mafia. Just follow me around everywhere we go. So we appreciate that a lot. And I hope all you guys, uh, please do jump in, hit the like button. If you, if you don't mind jumping over to both sides, both, both streams and hitting that like button. If you like what you see, we're going to, we talk college football about everybody all throughout the country every week. Uh, you know, you might want to check us out and give us a shot, you know, just uh, subscribe. I think you'll like us. We're not one of them haters. Uh, we don't hate on, on CU here. At least not most no, of us, no, you know, no, most of the, no, the audience members are even are, are pretty smart about, about Colorado. So, oh, Hey, Jason, I'll tell you what. Um, oh, real quick. I just want to say um, for my, my viewers that are checking in, um, before I was like a YouTube partner or anything like that, Jason was the first guy to ever reach out to me uh, from YouTube, you know, just encouraging me to keep going, uh, to get on the show, all that. So he's been like one of my day one supporters. So it would really mean a lot. Definitely you support what he's doing. Um, definitely going to be doing some more stuff with him here in the future. Absolutely. And, weekly, man. Yeah, Good. So I just appreciate you, man. Good. Hey, thank you, man. I, I, and I appreciate you saying that, man, too. But uh, uh, look – I've been very, uh, well, just, and I don't even want to use the word surprised. I've just been, it's been very amazing to see your, your jump, it's just where you started to where you ended up. I mean, you've already passed me up and I had about six months, eight months on you, I think, as far as starting this channel. So, uh, amazing work that you're doing out there, uh, with those guys, your dedication to it. I mean, coach and I have talked about that a lot. You know, you're one of those, we talk about this a lot. Our channel, we bring on the best content creators in the country, period, no yeah, matter what. I agree. I believe that 100%. We've continued to do that for, you know, months now. And so, uh, you know, that's I'm glad I'm glad to be able to get to work with you, man, just like these other guys. And, and I'm excited about what we're going to do move, moving forward as well. Uh, I feel like we can do a weekly thing and, and you know, just kind of click together on it. But, man, mm -hmm. so are you going to be at the game today? Did you, did you say you were going to be at the game? Or you're just uh, gonna I, was, I, I was looking for tickets. Um, I was going to go if I got some for free. That's just kind of how it was. So I had some yeah. that possibly could have happened with a friend uh, whose company has season tickets. Um, wow. But I, they decided to sell the tickets instead of give them. Uh, give them away to somebody at the There's company. There's probably a lot of damn money in it. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably oh, a lot yeah, of damn man. money. Right now there is. Right now yeah. there is. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell hey, you that. Jason. Yeah. Thanks, Coach hey, Norvell. Jason, right? I, 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 yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Jason, I was, I was going to tell you, you know, and, and I know you, you said, you know, David's got ahead of you and stuff here or, or ahead of us. And I, I You do have a detrimental setback. And I think if you get rid of that, I think you'll be successful. I already know you're ahead of you. You get rid of coach. You get rid of coach's ass, and you'll you'll start growing. <laughs> First of all, everybody in there tell tell everybody how full of crap that that statement was. 
<laughs> I, I think if you got rid of Jason's ass, the channel would probably pop no. up quicker. Uh, but because uh, hey, I wouldn't be able to turn it on without you, brother. <laughs> yeah, well, I, yeah, listen, but I'd probably be better as just a producer, to be honest. No, with you. Uh, no. but no, man, listen, our channel has been growing exponentially. We're not, I'm not um, upset about that. Yeah. Uh, look, this is a this movement for Coach Prime is it's been really cool to watch, to be honest yeah. with you. There's you know, Dave is not the only one that's grown like this. There's a bunch of guys that have become creators just to to cover this CU football team. Yeah. And they've blown up. You know, they've blown up. And and shout out to them, man. You know, shout out to them. And, and you know, and I actually have a lot of followers from from the videos that we have done from CU. You know what I mean? I do have a right. lot of followers from that. Um and but I mean again, and we're a national show. We want to do it as a national show. But I, I mean, I have no problem with what's going on here whatsoever. Uh, and and being, you know, I just I enjoy watching good content. He puts out good content. Period. Oh, oh, thank you guys. Yeah, I mean, that, absolutely. That means a lot. And I, I will say, you know, it's a it's a unique thing because I feel, and I say this all the time. Like I don't care if you know you're a diehard fan of another team, like there's always room for you to jump on and enjoy this whole yeah. CU ride, you know, and that's what's been so much fun with the whole thing. We got my biggest, uh, my biggest cities that, that watch my stuff, Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston. Um, it, Denver isn't yeah. even in the top 10. Um, so it's, right. it's been really cool to see, uh, what, you know, what's happening, uh, just, just uh, with everything, you know, yeah. I, we are America's team, man. Cause I feel like, uh, unless you're a Nebraska fan, I mean, you want to you want to see this thing. But, I mean, they got to put up with seeing us on game day and big noon the rest of the year, I feel like. Um, I think know, it's going to happen at least once or twice more, right? I mean, you know, I mean, if they win next week, you can figure that, that they're going to be there three weeks in a row probably. Yeah. <laughs> what a surprise. Yeah. Look, look, I mean, it's just – I'm look at ESPN and Fox. They're fighting over them. They're sitting in both big noon and, and game day were there today. Yeah. You That's know, awesome. it's it's rare that that happens. You know, it happened last year with the, with uh, Texas Bama, but this is on another level. And when you've had what over over ten million watches in the first two weeks, yeah, it's real stuff, man. So, yeah. look, we've been going hey, for Jason. a couple of hours now. Hey, Jason. And, uh, yeah, Coach. Jason. So, so Boston College held off a drive from Florida State, so it's now seven to three, Boston College. Wow. This is going to be a game, boys. It's going to be a game. Look, as I said, and here's the deal with Boston College. I don't know how good they – I don't know that they're going to win this, but this tells me a lot about that number three ranking they got sitting next to Florida State's name. I don't buy it. Uh, I didn't buy it. It it tells me that they're probably – you know, they maybe they're looking ahead at next week when they play Clemson. I don't know. But they're not done with Clemson yet. I mean, Clemson, they haven't beaten them in eight years. You know, they hadn't beaten them in eight years. So it, again, they're another one of these programs that you got to show me before you before you get that done. LSU, Mississippi State, 3-0, Tigers right now. Uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll get into some of the let me let me throw up a couple of the scores here. Let me go through a couple of what we got so far. Uh yeah, you've got 3-0 there, uh 7-7 still with Missouri. Uh they have the ball. And it's fourth and eight at the KSU 12. Looks like they're probably going to be. No, uh, I don't know what they're going to do there yet. So it's seven, seven. There's got a fourth and goal uh, going in. Let's see. That's the only other game going on right now. 
So yeah, yeah we, Penn State, uh, coach. Penn State, State, Illinois are, at, are not at that zero still. Um, it, it, this yeah. Zero. yeah, and that's that's uh, that's already nine minutes. You know, uh, wait, wait, seven, five, six minutes into the game. Yep, and then you've got Missouri did kick the field goal there. It's now ten to seven. Tigers yep. there. Uh, I would be surprised if they hold on for much longer there. Watching that game right now. Okay, guys, we have been going for a couple of hours now. I want to thank our guests, uh, all of our guests, uh, for coming on today. Jay from Unfair Sports. Uh, we also had uh, Bomber from Big 12 Mafia. We had Fanatic Sports Network. Make sure you go and check out Coach I and the stat guy over there. And then, of course, uh, so happy to have David Neal of David Talks Buffs. Uh, hey, lots of fun to have all you guys in here. This was our first edition of the uh, Sooner Game Day type of deal we're trying to do. We're going to kind of rein it in, be a little shorter on the next couple of them, but I appreciate everybody popping in here. If you hadn't already hit that like button, please make sure you wipe your feet before you come in my house and hit that like button. <laughs> it helps with our algorithm all the time. We appreciate that. Um, we will definitely, we have another live stream coming up on Tuesday night. Uh, I will also next week's um, uh, Sooner Game Day deal or Sooner Kickoff show will be from Cincinnati. I'll be heading out there to go see Oklahoma take on uh, the Bearcats in Cincinnati, see what they can come up with. And uh, hey, I'm excited about all of this. Uh, excited about this season, man. We're going to have a lot of fun watching a lot of football. And yeah. uh, I think this is as big a toss up year as we've seen in a long time. I think that you got a lot of teams that have a chance to make some noise in college football moving forward. We appreciate our our family coming out and watching us. We will, hey, make sure you get out there. It's David Talks Buffs everywhere on social media, including right here uh, on yeah. YouTube. We are at CFB-Pod for all you folks coming from CU, checking that out. If you want to come and check us out in the future, we would appreciate that. Guys, thanks again. Uh, yes, uh, thank you, Chicken. Uh, love to my boy Norm, and uh, he'll be out on Tuesday as well for, with us as well. So uh, thanks again, and we will see you guys on the next one. Go Irish! Let's go Buffs. <laughs> well, hell then, let me throw them horns down. <laughs>